and his co-host, Doom. Today's special guest is Baton Rouge's own Swiger. We got a lot to get into today, fellas. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. And I hope you all have an amazing day and weekend. Be safe and stay home. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beer <laughs> King is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 139, and we got a loaded episode for you today. Today we're joined by special guest Swiger. He's a Baton Rouge producer, and he just dropped his new project, Swiger for President. He has features from Mr. Kane to Be Fresh to a myriad of others, and we go into all of that. Joining me as always, Mr. My co-host, Mr. Doom. Doom, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Still hanging in there. We on what, like week three of quarantine? It feel like week three, shit. It's probably like officially week two, but for the people who took it serious, it's like week three, week four. Yeah, man, I'm freaking struggling with this shit. <laughs> Yo, the other day, my girl was just, she was, she, it got to the point where quarantine hit her. And she was like outside doing all kinds of shit. She's like, come outside. I was like, I'm not going outside. Then the next day, it hit me. I was like, ooh, I'm kind of trapped in the house and I don't feel like it, but I'm doing good. Now, you, you got to have one day where you feel that, then you bounce back. But it's rough, man. But I got to say, the things holding me through are this content, music. Uh, anime and, and video games, like honestly, like, and it's not even live television or anything like that. It's like specifically some of these streaming services, video games, music, and the anime and uh, manga that's keeping me through it. But other than that, I'm I'm doing well. Can't complain. Yeah, man. It's a whole lot of Netflix and Xbox for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel I, you, bro. I, I'm not used to this shit, man. I'm not used to being in the crib a lot. Like I know a lot of <laughs> a lot of homebody people. They kind of. You know, they getting comfortable. They doing they what they normally would do anyway. But, and I I was kind of a homebody. But man, this not being able to go nowhere at all. And then when you do, you like terrified. You about to catch some shit. That's the thing, <laughs> I, man. Like, I, like I'm a homebody, but that's the when you remove the fact that of you can like you see I'm a homebody, but I'll go out to eat. Like you said, go to a little sports bar, do something like that. But when you take that all the way, it's like ooh, now it's just like. Damn, I'm feeling it's 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 not a good feeling. Yeah, man, it's tough. But we got a lot to get into today. We got some music battles. Uh, we got the Party Next Door album, and we got a lot of stuff. But let's start off with this music battle because this happened tonight. We're gonna start talking uh Scott Storch, and then we're gonna go to Jante versus Neo. But Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh, brother, I'm upset. Yeah, man, I seen a lot of people downplaying my nigga Manny. Like, like he didn't thing. have bangers for days. Bro, it upset me so much because in the comments, I'm reading everything I'm seeing. And I see media people. I got to say, the only two people I saw keeping it real was Charlemagne the God. But that's expected because he's from South Carolina and he understands the South. And then I got to give props what props to do. Ebro kept it 100% real. But Ebro is from like L.A. and he lives in New York. But I saw so much industry New York ass kissing in that in in them comments and on I mean, twitter it's it's kind of expected though because <laughs> i i can keep it a bean when my bias is active you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i went into it like it's no way scott taking my nigga manny out you know what i mean and kind of kind of thinking about it objectively once the battle was over i'll say because 
the one thing that I kind of get from all these battles going on is that they're judging off of hits. catalog and hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, if that's the only judging factor, then maybe I'll give it to Scott. But I had I had like this little internal battle. I said, my personal playlist, I'm playing the Manny shit before any of that Scott store shit. You know what I mean? Like, the Beyonce song was out of this world, a banger. But that's just not in my personal playlist. Oh, we can you know go through I mean? the list because I because I got round by round and I want to see how we scored. But I agree. My thing is this, Doom. I said before the match because I'm with you. I got a Manny bias, but I even I tweeted this. I said Scott Storch more more than likely will win this battle depending on how Manny organizes his songs. But I said if I'm being objective in just the bags that Scott has, Scott will win. But it will be a close battle that Manny could possibly win. When I'm seeing people saying, oh, blown out, 20 rounds to none, I'm like, y'all have not listened to music. And then when I'm hearing some of these songs that's going up against some of these Scott Storch R&B hits, I'm like, bro, this hip-hop banger is better than this. And then another thing is, Scott Storch, how do you count a song where you play two keys, but somebody else produced the whole thing when Manny Fresh is producing these songs by himself? Like, some of those songs shouldn't count if we're judging. Like what are we what are we talking about? Like how you gonna play still Dre when Dr. Dre made majority of that damn song and then you only played the keys or the Timberland song Justin Timberlake Cry Me a River? That's a Timberland beat. And Timberland even dissed him because I tweeted about this because I saw somebody talking about it. And I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. Let me pull up the tweet. Hold on. Let me see. It's like a it's a picture of this of these lyrics okay so timbo said when it when timbo is in the party everybody put their hands up i get a half a mil for my beats you get a couple grand sir never gonna see that day i get the upper i ain't got the upper hand i'm respected from california nia uh, all the way down to japan i'm a real producer you just a piano man your songs don't top the charts i heard them i'm not a fan niggas talking greasy i'm the one that gave them their chance somebody need to tell them they can't do it like i can so even like i get people out of that we showing love shit but Timbo even said it himself. You just play pianos, nigga. Manny made the thing. Just Blaze came on the on live and was like, "How can you count still Dre when that's majority of Dre?" And if you take Just Blaze said, if you take Scott Storch out of hip hop, hip hop still survives. You take Manny Fresh out of hip hop, we're looking at a totally different monster. Yeah, the there's no cash money. Exactly. And without cash money, you get no Wayne. And without Wayne, you don't get Nicki or Drake. And like, what are we doing? Yeah. It it really would. It would be a huge ripple effect. Like you, you know what I mean? And plus, be good. I'll even go as far as saying, like, if because me as somebody that actually produces, you know what I mean? Like, I listen to the battle a little different. Like, I'm judging the beats. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, fact. I like to weigh that into it as well. Like, scratch the actual song, scratch the artist that's on the beat. I'm listening to just the music. Who I think has the better put together beats. And Manny win pretty much every round, hands down, if we judging on that. And, and see, I feel that's like that got to weigh into something. You that's know what, what I mean? homie Jesse Slater said, who, not to not to put out what me and him be talking about on, like, uh, just in our group chat and shit, but he wouldn't care. Because I told him every time they have these beat battles, I tell him, I'm like, yo, this shit going down. And he, because he's real interested, like you said, because he's a producer. But he was like, even before the beat battle even started, he was like, the public might say Scott Storch going to win. But if you listen to just the beats, Manny Fresh is way more creative. Yeah, and, and, it, and he was way it. more genre bending. You know what I mean? Like he created a whole new sound. You know what I'm saying? Like you hear some Manny shit, and you like, yeah, that's Manny Fresh. You know what I, I mean? But Scott Storch created a sound. What's that? 
do you think Scott Storch created like a sound? I feel like he was backpacking. Not and not to say that this is wrong, but I feel like he was always on a wave and he just did that wave really well. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I was about to say. I don't think he created a sound. I feel like he just had that radio pop. Yeah. You know, Top when you're looking for a banger to just plug in a big artist and get a hit, he was the man to go to. He still is the man to go to. You know what I mean? Like I listened to his new shit, the the song he played. It was in one of the later rounds. He played the Roddy Rich song. That song is hard. Yeah, the song is tough as fuck. But it's like you listen to the beat and you like, yo, this beat not really that special. It's just yeah, facts. Regular, it's Roddy that special. Yeah, just a regular bell pattern with some regular drums. Like he just knows how to put together shit very well. You know what I mean? But as far as like actual producing, beat making. Manny got him by a long shot to me. No, I'm with you. And and I, I'm just, it just really upset me because shout out to my boy Haz, a uh, big fan of Anime Talk, and he's a rapper himself. Haz was telling me like, uh, let me let me pull up his tweets just to not to disrespect because I agreed with him. And it's like, uh, let's see, let's see. Haz said that, uh, would you not say Scott Storch is a legend because he made certain sounds mainstream? Is And uh, then he said, uh, he said Scott Storch showing how he dipped his toes in all different things and that hits hard and uh, it's legendary but he said both are and he agreed with me that people aren't giving Manny Day flowers and I agree with him like I said Scott, I thought Scott Storch was going to win the battle because he has a legendary catalog like Doom was saying people are judging these IG battles by hits and it's like I knew he was but the thing is Y'all are just disrespecting Manny Fresh, and it just shows y'all have y'all only listen to certain sounds from the South when they like top forty. If not, y'all not paying attention. Like let's let's run through it. Round one, off rip. Manny started with Go DJ, and Scott Storch did Jay Z and Dr. Dre to watch a part two. To me, Go DJ gets the point. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. So the next one, Juvenile Ha. Versus Chris Brown, give me that. I think this one is closer, but I go still juvenile hot. 2-0 at this point for me. Yeah, well, I'll say beat, yes. The beat wins clearly. But I do feel like the main thing that they're judging is hit. Like the weight of the hit. And okay. Chris Brown, give me that, is a classic. So I'd say we but might see, have to get I, out with Scott. But let me let me argue the uh, impact of Ha. Ha was the first song because Jay-Z remixed it. That's the song that people would say the East Coast fell in love with the South for. Yeah. So I mean, I, mean, I can't I can't disagree with that. So let's let's give it a draw. Let's give it a tie. So okay. when nobody gets a point, it's still 1-0. So that we'll we'll say high is a tie. That the second one is a tie. Uh third one, Lil Wayne Project Chick versus Beyonce and Sean Paul Baby Boy. See, man, like people gonna be mad at me, but I feel like you gotta go project bitch, man. That's what I'm like, saying. Like baby boy, bro. It's it's almost a cheat code because you definitely get the like, oh shit, he made that baby boy. Like, but it's like, yo, if we talking about like what's about to get the club rocking, because exactly. I feel like the vibe of the IG live is supposed to like they kind of they kind of marketing it like it's replacing the club since we can't go out. You and my thing is, if, if you had a live beat battle and Manny Fresh is DJing mixing versus Scott Storch mixing and and Scott Storch plays Baby Boy and you hear Project Chick from Lil Wayne come on, the club gonna act different. Yeah, you definitely rolling with Project Bitch. For and sure. that's what I'm saying, man. So right now we got it 2 2 0. It's 2 0. The next one we got Hot Boys, Hot Girl, Lil Kim Lighters Up. 
to me, I I need a high girl. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Without without this song, Meg the Stallion don't exist. Facts. High girl don't exist. Facts. That is a look, fact, bro. Look, niggas won't th- speak about that. Niggas won't speak about the weight that it had on a culture. Like screw the numbers and screw the plaques, screw the radio spins and all this other bullshit. Like I'm looking at impact on the culture. The the shit that the people are saying even today is because of songs like this. Just like you said with like the Meg shit, like Hot Girl song, all this shit, like that's not even lingo if it's not for Hot Boys. Exactly. No, 100%. I agree with you. So we got it 3-0 in favor of Manny after round four because round two was a draw. Now we coming into Hot Boys, Bling Bling versus Fat Joe Make It Rain. And I know everybody was like, oh, this a draw, this a draw. Bro, Bling Bling is a better song than Make It Ring. Bling Bling is in the dictionary. Bling Bling started all the ice wave. Niggas wouldn't be doing all this ice jewelry shit. Like, come on. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? It's clear, man. It's clear. So, so like, I'm not even willing to draw that one. Because they got ones that I'm going to draw later down the line and even give to Scott Storch. But Bling Bling, that's a win for Manny. So that is four to zero at this point. The next one, this is where Scott Storch is going to get a point for me at least. Lil Wayne Shine, Eve Blow Your Mind. Yeah. I, I got to give it to him yeah, that one. Yeah, you got to give him one. So it's 4-2, and then we're going into Lil Wayne Mahogany and The Roots You Got Me. See, if Manny would have played a different Lil Wayne song, I'd have given it to him because th- that Carter 5 shit, I can't give that over The Roots. Yeah, hell nah. So it's 4-3 to three at this point. Only uh the reason why like so go DJ one for Manny high is a draw project bitch versus baby boy to Manny so that's two hot girl three bling bling four uh he gets Eve blow your mind and he gets the roots you got me so it's four to two at this point the next round four hundred degrees juvenile fifty cent little bit where you going with this one man as as much as I I don't want to do it man I might have to give it to Scott. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that too. Cause that's what I, I saw people from New Orleans and uh older people from the South like juvenile five four hundred degrees. I was like, I don't know. The just a little bit by 50 cent is a bang. Yeah, it is. So classic. Cla- that's what I'm saying. So right now is four four. Uh the next one. Top back TI versus Buster Rhymes nod your head. I'm going with TI top. I got my top laid back. Laid- nah, bro. That, that was that was the best that was peak ti when he was doing the king album so yeah, you gotta go top back and plus that beat is hard fact and, and that's, like that's you one say, of the most iconic beats especially once wayne remixed it you knew it, it was like all right that's that's one and and honestly do we not if we're talking impact this song is in uh, so many movies yeah so five to four manny got the lead right now next we got manny fresh real big versus justin timberlake crimea river and this is look I love Crimea River. I've heard that. I, that was one of my favorite songs. But like I said earlier, I can't give him a point for this because this is not his beat. Yeah. And I just don't like the R&B play. You know what I mean? Because my thing is, if we doing the Cope thing, Manny Fresh should have been able to play Drake practice. Yeah. Like, what are <laughs> like, we, we fucking that talking about? Fact. That like, is a fact. I would have, and I and I told this to my girlfriend before. She was like, because she was, she was. I was just talking because she was like, I want to watch the Manny Fresh thing because she a big Manny Fresh fan. And I was like, if Manny Fresh really want to shake niggas' heads, I would play practice, then back that ass up and win both rounds. Yeah, 
Because he should have did that. Because yeah, exactly. So right now five four, and we giving it to uh Manny Fresh, uh real big. That's a point six four. All right, the next one, big timers get your roll on versus Beyonce Naughty Girl. Get this your roll is... on win that. Get your roll on win that. Fuck that. I'm sorry, B. Hey, Beyonce is a living legend. One of the best of our generation, hands down. But you not about to tell me get your roll on wasn't for the culture, bro. Get your, get your roll on. Nah. That got to win that one. I'm sorry, bro. I <laughs> see. That's the one I would have said was a tie. But if you say it, because I, I feel you. I agree with you. Like, I'm not even going to even argue for that shit. So, word. Seven for Manny at this point right now. Bow. Get well, get your roll on. All right. Next one is, yeah, ooh, this is the one that I, I was like, niggas was saying Roddy, Roddy. But I was like, bro, if y'all not if y'all not rocking with Young Jeezy and then what? And then what? Oh, that was my Jeezy. Yeah, that that's was the shit. Snowman. Yeah. Like, I got to give that one to Manny. That's that's tough, though, man. Because I feel like sometimes it's easier for us to give, like, that nostalgia to point. Just because we know how hard it went mm -hmm. at the point that it was peaking. But, man, Roddy doing some crazy, like, just as big as that, he's doing that with the new generation. That's he's true. I think down you below. You want to draw? It, yeah, we might, we might have to draw that one. Okay. That, that was a big play by Scott. And he fully produced that beat. And it was a banger, so. No, I look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at that because I, I. I definitely think we should be objective. So I. I'm glad you called me out on that one because that snowman was is classic. Like that's our bag of when Jeezy yeah, was out. We in high school. Like because that. I, I loved Young Jeezy at that point, bro. I'm wearing the uh the black hoodie out out in private yeah. school shit. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Looking like a street hoodlum at at the school jamming Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the score one, two, three, four, five. Uh, no, wait, one, two, three, four, one, two, four to two, six. Oh, no, no, four to three, uh, five to seven, three. four, Manny. Yeah, seven, four, Manny. Okay, and then we've given this one a draw. Okay, so Manny got one, two, three, four, one, two. Uh, three. We went down one. Uh, five, six, seven. Okay, and this is the draw. So yeah, seven four. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, the next one. Block is hot. Jada kiss. Uh, the block is hot versus Jada kiss and Mariah Carey. You make me wanna. That's that's straight up Manny. Yeah, you gotta go Manny. <laughs> gotta. So go that's eight four. All right, this is where I'm gonna start giving uh Scott Storch some points. Juvenile ghetto children versus Chris Brown running. Yeah, we got to give it to Scott. Okay, so this 85. Uh, T.I. Big Things Poppin' versus 50 Cent Candy Shop. And I know niggas were saying Candy Shop is, is lame, but, like, it's hard for me not to give it to Candy Shop. Yeah, man, that's that's one of those, like, because 50, one of the only New York niggas that didn't hide behind the NY cheat code. Yeah! You know what man. I mean? He like, made he actually Yeah, he actually made hits. A lot of these niggas, they like, like, and I know I might get killed. Hopefully we ain't got no New York listeners, but Fat Joe is just loved and respected in New York. I don't think you put on lean back and that just killed a whole, like, that was your uppercut. You know what I mean? Like, niggas just love him as a nigga, which is okay, but we ain't gonna talk about, you know, that against the music yeah. to me. But 50... 50 might be, a, but this this actually tough. Big things popping versus candy shop. I really don't know. 
I, I got to give it to 50 Cent, man, because, like, look, I was a big, big, like, besides Lil Wayne, like, the artist that got me into to rap music was 50. Like, Get Rich or Die Trying, that was my album. I remember when listening to that, my mom was like, how did I get that? My pops got it for me on the low. Like, that was my shit. And I just got to give it to Candy Shop just from Impact to what 50 did. 50 was doing. He biggest artist on the planet right now. I remember the MTV TRL thing where it's like, are you the next Biggie and Tupac? And 50 was like, I'm going to be bigger than both of them. And it was just, it was crazy, bro. Like, I rem I just remember that very, and we just got to be objective. So, A5, Scott Storch gets that, or 8-6, eight, eight, because he got the running point that made it 5. Oh, yeah, and then Candy Shop make it 6. Okay, Cash Money, we on fire versus me, myself, and I, Beyonce. Ooh, man. And it's it's hard to give the the R and B ones, but I think we might have to go B on this one. I'm with you because that's the Beyonce one I thought he was gonna get. Yeah. Okay, so eight six Scott coming back. All right, the uh oh no that that's uh because it was Candy Shop made it six. Yeah, it's, it's eight, eight seven. It's eight seven. All right, so boom. Next we got Lil Wayne Way of Life versus Mary J Oblige Family Affair. Damn man, we gotta go Mary. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, so cool. Eight eight. Uh, Scott Storch then tied it up. All right, so the next one is a Lil Wayne unreleased versus Fat Joe Lean Back. Look, Fat Joe got it because I don't know what that Lil Wayne unreleased shit is. Yeah. And it didn't even sound super fire. So man, was sounding, bro. Yeah. That was man. when the the whole shit started flooding with L L. Everybody was commenting <laughs> crazy shit. Like that that was the round he dropped the ball. Like he He's had to at least stay in the bro. game right there. Like why didn't he play? Uh, some other like juvenile or BG songs. Yeah, like he, he had the bangers. I just he don't know what how you understand. Yeah, I think he was still going off of the hopes that we hear some unreleased Wayne and go crazy. You know what I mean? Because you got to think like, his well, entire Wayne career was like Wayne was the cheat code. You just gotta make a fire beat for Wayne and that shit taking off. You know what I mean? So he probably still thinking that that shit gonna work, but. He should have played people, number one stunner. Like, what is he doing? He should have. He should have. He should have. What? He would have definitely got the win right here, for sure. That's what I'm saying. So now, so it's 9-8 in favor of Scott Storch. Next one, Big Thomas still fly. I'm glad he played that versus Mario, Let Me Love You. And and look, I'm going Big Thomas still fly. Yeah. And that was the perfect time to play that song, because I feel like any other song outside of Back That Ass Up, Stay Fly was the only song that could beat that one. Back. So now it's 9-9 nine, nine tied, and then you go and back that ass up versus still Dre. Look, brother, I go I go back that ass up on that one. You got to. So because of the, the now that we actually like go round by round, now, now that we actually go round by round and I'm looking at the score, it's a whole lot closer than I felt in my head, like as I'm watching. You know what I mean? Like I really wanted to say Manny killed it. But he really didn't. It, it was 10-9. We got we got 10-9 on our scorecard. 10-9 with one draw. Yeah, with a draw. In, in four Manny. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I said, like, I, I understand why we give it to him. But I understand if you give Scott Storch the win. But it's not a blowout like y'all making it seem. Like, yeah. the only other points I could give him, like, okay, I get if other people give him the Chris Brown thing. So take the draw off. That's 10-10 tied. Let's see if we, we switch anything up. Uh... Maybe the fat Joe make it rain. You say is a uh, is a tie, so that take a point off from Manny ten nine in favor. Uh, but I don't know. Bling bling is too good of a fucking record, bro. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep right. the, I'm gonna keep the bling one. Let's say the Crimea River one. They give it to him, so that's uh that's 
10-9 his favor or 11-9. Uh, what's another one you could maybe give him? The Naughty Girl, 12-9 or 12-8. Uh, so, yeah, the most I'm giving him is 12-8 if you give it yeah. to – if you in favor of Scott Storch. Yeah. I mean, I still think that the New Orleans, the New York bias played a whole lot into it Facts, bro because you, you got to think all of all the media outlets that we look to for this type of shit is based in new york so the niggas that work at these stations and shit fat joe is their partner you know <laughs> what i mean beyonce is beyonce you know what they i'm saying out of her Trey like is that? a legend like he just had the the bigger names on the records you know what i mean but i don't think that the records were necessarily game changing you know and what i'm saying because- Everybody is in the uh, live. If people don't say like, oh, for example, the Beyonce song, you know, you might like uh, bling bling or or uh, uh, get your roll on more than that soft ass Beyonce song. But because her her people are in the live, you don't want to say nothing bad about it and then lose your connections. So it's just a bunch of bullshit. That's why I respected the people being objective like Ebro, Charlemagne. Everybody else is just trying to protect their. Protect their relationships, and I get yeah. it, but it's like hey, Charlemagne was coming with the shits, though. He was, he, he, was, was he was representing the South, and and that's my thing. If you are from the South and you are in this position of where you have a platform and stuff, don't just don't just uh, act like all the stuff we grew up on isn't popping and it didn't shape culture. Yeah, because look at all this New Orleans bounce shit that everybody's stealing, and that's that's the wave right now. Like even even still now, like because. <sighs> And I mean, I don't know, because I'm not from New York. I don't know what the vibe is in New York, but I know you can go anywhere. Like, I, I live in Vegas. Let that cash money shit come on, and the, the spot going crazy still in 2020. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you could say the same for these other records. Outside of the Beyonce joints, like, those were the cheat codes. You know what I mean? But, like, outside of that... Like, do they really hit just as hard as they did on the first day we heard them? You know what exactly. I mean? I don't think exactly. so. Exactly. Like, man, this shit still slapping. I saw another person say, if this was like we was talking about earlier, if this was a live battle, people going to the bar and going to the bathroom during the Scott Storch songs. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's a fact, though. That that really is a fact. Like, let you be in the club and me, myself, and I come on. <laughs> Like, that's your time to hurry up and go get your drink, hit the bathroom, go to the fucking... The ladies might gather up in a circle and sing, but you see all, the, all the niggas going to get the drinks, going to do that. Or let baby boy come on. Nobody grinding heavy to that shit. Facts. Niggas going outside to get some air, check their phone real quick. <laughs> like, niggas ain't worried about that shit, man. Or if the root song came on. Facts, <laughs> man. Oh, the dance floor clearing. <laughs> Yeah. The, the Jada Kiss Mariah Carey song, bro. Like that shit. When Nick, when that shit played, and niggas was like, "Oh, Kiss." I'm like, "Y'all really trying to say this better than the block is hot?" Like, what? Are, what are we doing in here? Gashy artist Russ. Like Russ was pissing me off in that thing. Yeah. Like, oh, they was, was trying like, to touch Russ. You seen what McMahon was saying? What he said? That nigga said he was about to pull up. I missed what <laughs> Russ said, but he was like, "Hey, little Russ, I'm pulling." Matter of fact, let me pull up the tweet. <laughs> Because Mac felt disrespected. Like, I, like, bro, the way people were talking in there was just so ridiculous. Yeah. But it's like I said, it's, it's kind of what you were saying about protecting your relationships. And it's just like all the relationships are based in New York. So you can't talk bad about these New York niggas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
No, you're right. And, but I let me say another person I respect. Hovane. Hovane said we got to stop all this co this co-produced stuff. Mad niggas on one song when I just played a couple keys. You got to get out of here with that. Like, and then he said, what happened to that boy should have been played. If 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 you could play still Dre, he should have played us. Uh, 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 what's his name? Should have played what happened to that boy. Like I said, you should have played practice. Yeah. I mean, he could have got that off. The only thing that I said Manny shouldn't have did was he should have left those skits out. Mm. He should have left those fucking skits out. <laughs> By Scott Storch being on Coke Fiend. <laughs> yeah, man. That nigga was tripping with the, the, the fucking <laughs> skits. Like, I feel like that went... It took it from, like, we having a little competitive battle to, like, I don't like really a... coming at the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's I when like I think it get a little... Like it was, it was like below the belt. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you never like to see a, a low blow in a heavyweight fight, especially when y'all going toe to toe. You know what I mean? Because like, at that point, when he started with the first skit, that really made people like, uh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like they was going toe to toe. It wasn't like, okay, let me pull this out because I'm losing. You know what I mean? Like he just did it just to do it. Like you could tell it was it was premeditated. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I kind of didn't like that. No, I agree with you on that. No, he could have. He could have definitely. Like, he should have put more time into what he uh what he was trying to play instead of uh making all them damn skits. Yeah, fucking Mac Man commented on this shit. <laughs> this is a quote. He said, "Say, say, Russ, well, yeah, baby, I'm in route." <laughs> that was his comment. He was about to go light this nigga ass up. Russ was clowning, bro. Like, and I, I really feel like when Mac Man say shit like that, it's it's like it ain't a joke. It ain't a IG play around type shit Fuck <laughs> he no. definitely not with the funnies niggas thought little baby was just like oh he just i'm pull up on you little oh, he just joking nah <laughs> don't tell, don't let a new orleans nigga tell you that he coming yeah. with the chop with the and, yacht. and the thing the thing with russ is i don't think he realized he not dealing with little guap dad 5000 whatever the fuck <laughs> this nigga name was <laughs> like those are some fuck niggas man like them niggas ain't on shit that's some internet fake niggas <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, these new artists, niggas, bro, they don't give a fuck about none of this IG shit. Like, niggas will pull up. You have know you what I'm saying? Heard of flow? Like, not to put nobody's <laughs> business out there, but have y'all ever not heard of flow? <laughs> flow yeah, ass bro. in jail right now. These bro, I haven't, will pull up. I ever told you how back when I was rapping, right before flow went to jail for killing that nigga. Uh, he he okayed to do us a feature. Bro, me and my homies were so scared because I, I thought I for sure thought Flo was just gonna take our money and then just leave. Oh shit. That's <laughs> crazy, dog. <laughs> Flo was like five hundred dollars. Y'all pull up to the studio. I was like, ooh, to your studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I would have did it though. Fuck it. Oh, we was we was ready. We told him we was gonna do it. I was just scared as hell. And then the next day his ass went to jail. That's crazy, dog. <laughs> she was nuts, but let's get into the because we got one more battle to discuss before we get into the party album. Because I know you got mixed feelings about the party album. I know how I feel about it. Let's get into Jonte versus Neo. I thought, and if I'm be honest right now, I think, and for people who don't who didn't know, myself included, who Jonte Austin was or Jonte Austin, I I don't want to mispronounce your name, but this battle to me was the best battle we've had so far, even by, better than Swiss and Timbo. I really like Boy Wonder and Hit Boy, but Boy Wonder, I mean, not Boy Wonder, Hit Boy's sound was a little messed up. I would say Boy Wonder and Hit Boy would be my second favorite battle, but this Jonte Neo stuff was amazing. Yeah, and they were, it was like an evenly matched, these two niggas were supposed to be Yeah, so, exactly. You like, know what I mean? 
it wasn't like, I feel like the the Scott and the Manny shit is so hard to judge because they in two different boxes. Facts. You know and what I mean? think the boy wonder hit boy thing was a little unfair as well. Yeah. But these niggas, Jonte and Neo, they they both in the same bag of music. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to judge. So let's let's run through it this one too. Cause this one I have way closer, and I don't even know. That's why I want to talk to you about it. I don't even know who win this one. So ideal for Jonte, get gone the first song versus Marcus Houston that girl. I gotta go that girl. Yeah, same. That's why I, I give Neo round one. Uh, in the next round, Aaliyah, I miss you versus Rihanna, Unfaithful. Ooh man, that's, that's that, that could be a draw tough. if you want. That's fucking tough. <laughs> Every time he played the Malik oh. records, I was like, ooh, this hard. And was it wasn't Miss You, uh, Timberland? But uh, he this see the differences with this is not a beat battle, it's a songwriter battle. Songwriting, okay. Yeah, Jonte wrote these songs. I, I was thinking Timberland be right because he write too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they they had collaborative efforts in it. Who you that's, going? With? Man, that's tough. I I'm not mad at draw. I'm not mad at Jonte. Yeah, we we gotta draw that one. All right, so one one o Neo. Uh, the next one, Mariah Carey. It's like that versus Carrie Hilson. Knock you down. I gotta go, Mariah. Yeah, same. So one, 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 Jonte. Okay, so Jonte got Bryson Tiller. Don't versus Jamie Foxx. She got her own. Now let me put the uh, the thing to uh, Jonte with Don't. He didn't write that. He wrote the song that they sampled. He wrote the lyrics of the song that yeah. they sampled. Yeah. So for me, I gotta go Neo with this one. Yeah, yeah. We can't let him get away with the cheat nah, code. Nah, yeah. If we if we wasn't considering that, that would be. Very oh, that's a Jante. That's a Jante point for me. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, word. So two, uh, two one in favor of Neo. The next one we got Max Wilds own it versus Genuine Sing, uh, Sinji. Oh man, I'm going Genuine on yeah, this. One. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. We gotta go Genuine. All right, so that's two two. Chris Brown yo versus Neo. Stay with me. This is hard. <laughs> breezy. <laughs> oh, no, you want breezy? Okay, okay. Breezy. Word, you know, I'm, I'm rocking with you. Three, two in favor, Jonte. The next one we got is Mariah Carey, We Belong Together versus Jennifer Hudson Spotlight. I got to go Mariah on this one. Oh, got to. Four, two in, yep, four, two in favor of Jonte. The next one we got Tony Braxton, Just Be a Man About It versus Neo Do You. Just be a man about it. Gotta All right, it. five, two in favor of Jonte. Jonte did Bow Wow Shorty Like Mine versus Plies, Busted Baby. I'm going Busted Baby. Damn, bro. Did these niggas create that round? That was like the perfect counter song to that shit. <laughs> yeah, that, and me and my girlfriend uh, was talking about that today. She was like, damn, I really like Shorty Like Mine. But I was like, bust it, baby? That's the jam, yo. Yeah, I'm with you. Gotta go bust it, baby. <laughs> That's the jam. So we at uh, 5-3 now in favor of Jonte. Next one, Trey Songs, I Need a Girl versus Go On Girl Neo. Ooh, this is... This Trey songs to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely trigger. These is all tough though. Yeah, like, there's there's away. no really clear rounds. We could draw it if you want. We could draw this round. Nah, I like I like trigger on that one. Okay, I like cool. Trigger on that one. Cool. So six three in favor of Jante. He pulling away. And this one, he, I I don't know how you fall on this one because this is R and B versus R and B hip hop. Tyree Sweet Lady versus Neo and Fab. You make me better. Man, son, this is crazy. <laughs> this this was a battle. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tyrese though. That's I'm what sorry. I, Tyrese. That, that Tyrese. I done made a lot of sweet love to that Tyrese song, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sweet lady. Oh man, that's the jam. So seven 
three in favor of Jante. Next one, we got Bow Wow and Sierra Like You versus Jeezy and Neo. Can't leave you alone. Ooh, I got to go Jeezy and Neo on this one. Damn, man. But that Bow Wow, Sierra. We'll we'll go Jeezy. That's, man. See, and it's fucked up because it make it look so lopsided towards Neo, but he not losing any of these rounds by much. by a lot, no, not at all. Like not there was no haymakers at all in this fight. No, not at least the- not yet. This yeah. is like watching one of those boxing matches where it's like super technical, where mm-hmm. none of them really landing no big punches, but you gotta give some real points boxing. like Floyd. <laughs> yeah, like he getting the dodges off, but he not. Yeah. Getting the deal. yeah. Okay, so it's seven four in favor of Neil. I mean, in favor of Jante right now. Okay, so the next one is. With you, Chris Brown versus so sick of love. So, oh, gotta go so sick. Yeah, gotta go because with you is great, but so sick is that. That was the that's the song that made me love Neo. Yeah, so okay, so seven five in favor of Jante. The next one, Shake It Off by Mariah Carey versus Rihanna. You're gonna take a bow as much as I get annoyed by that Rihanna song. From a songwriting standpoint, and maybe even a just a hit standpoint, period. Rihanna got the bigger one. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So okay, so it's seven five now in favor of Jonte. All right, the next one, Trey Songs. I can't help but wait versus my sexy love. These niggas, bro. They that, they had to be coordinating these rounds. But they but see, Doom. They they like. Talked about it. They got they got they had like keeping track of which rounds they had people in there like scoring like nah they was this was the most professional battle so far. Yeah. So I look, I'm going sexy love with this one to make it seven six. I unless you unless you argue the other way for me. I'm with you. Sexy love was a banger. That was was a jam. Okay, seven six. The next one, Aaliyah, I don't want to be without you versus Beyonce flaws and all. I'm Ooh. I'm I'm partial to Aaliyah. I gotta be honest. I don't know. That you one is tough. It? Yeah, we, we we might have to draw that one. We That's tough. It? Okay, That's so tough. it's stuck at seven six right now. The next one, Aaliyah come over versus Miss Independent by Neo. We gotta go Miss Independent. You go oh you for real feel Miss Independent yeah. over come over? I go Miss Independent. Damn. All right, we could tie it up. I'm cool with it. I'll let that rock. I, you could you could lead that one. All right, so seven seven tie ball game. Next one. Chris Brown popping versus Neo Mirror. Breezy. Breezy. Okay. Eight seven. Yeah. I didn't. When I watched the battle, I was like, Neo. Damn. Out of all the songs to play, like I get yeah. trying to play. This your might be the only obvious one. That's like super obvious. That's I mean, what I had. It was like I get that that that's Neo like love making song, but it's like versus Chris Brown popping. What are you? That was a miss. Yeah. Big misstep. Okay. So. Uh, eight seven in favor of Jonte. The next one, Mar- Mary J. Blige, "Be Without You" versus Mario, "Let Me Love You." Ooh, now this is what a hate was coming. That's two fucking classics, bro. Like, how can you pick out of that? Jonte threw a big uppercut, but Neo gathered himself and hit him with a quick hook. Yeah, man. "Let Me Love You" is a crazy band, but so is "Be Without You." I know the words talk both like I know I can sing both of them songs. Yeah. You already know the answer. <laughs> it's all <laughs> cry. <laughs> Gotta hurry up and too strong, too long. Never gonna be without you, babe. But then you got let me love you. Oh let me love you was yeah, a that's- bang. 
Yo, that was my ringtone at one point. That shit was hard. I don't, and I don't want to go against Mary on that one because that was a fucking hit. But yeah, I think bro. I gotta go Mario. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Mario too because because uh, that that just that's just the one. Like for real, for real. So it's it's eight eight going into the final round. We belong together versus Beyonce. Irreplaceable. You gotta go B. But you got man, that's a, that's a crazy song. Like it sucks that he pulled out. We belong together, and that's Mariah's. That's Mariah's biggest smash almost. Yeah, man. Like I don't. But okay, wait. See, somebody said he played it twice. I don't know if he played that twice. I, I mean, think that, I'm I'm looking at the list here. I don't think they, he played it twice. No, no, no. Look, 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 look. Mar- Mariah Carey, "We Belong Together" versus Jennifer Hudson, "Spotlight." What did What did he play against Spotlight on your list that you seen? Don't forget about us. Hey, don't forget. Okay, okay, cool, cool. My list was wrong. I knew that was I knew that was a mistake on that when I saw that. See, I'm 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 okay if we t- if this is a like a tied battle. I'm okay if nobody wins because yeah. irreplaceable. That was a good song, but that we belong we belong See, together. Okay, okay. The thing is though, if just out of argument for Neo, we belong together was very catchy. Great sounding song sonically. You know what I mean? Like it just works. It plays and you like, yo, this is it. But irreplaceable when you think about the actual songwriting. Like you could tell Neo spent a minute coming up with irreplaceable. That wasn't just a little we gonna write something in 30 minutes and get you in the booth. Like he spent his time on irreplaceable. I agree with that, but let me give Jonte something which I learned about him watching this battle. He has a particular like rhy- like rhyme scheme pattern where he does like the fast R&B lyrics, like uh the way that he gets off some of these. Because if you look at, for example, like We Belong Together, the shawty like mine or the, the like you, he has these couplets that he puts in these songs and it's like, only certain artists that he works with can get off these couplets and the way he strings together these words in a in a fast pattern. So it seems almost like fast rap, but it's fast singing. But it's all makes like the way Mariah would do like some of her sped up lingo. Like that was, I think to me, that's the genius in Jonte Austin of how he can string together words in a pattern and make them sing it to where it's it's it seems super technical and they're being super fast, but it's very, very catchy and still understandable. Yeah. I mean, I guess that go back to kind of what I was talking about with the Manny Fresh situation is are we judging the weight of the hit mm. or the actual songwriting? See, I think in song, okay, in beat battle, I think it's more so you should judge the beat like we were saying earlier. But with songwriting, I think you got to judge the weight of the hit as well. It's got to be more equal. It's, it's closer to equal in the songwriting capacity of is this song a hit? More so than in the beat battle, at least in my opinion. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, I think I think hit quality though. These songs might be neck and neck. And that's Beyonce why I'm... obviously is the bigger name, but I feel like like the Mariah actual song. lyrics, like the way the song was put together lyrically, I would have to go irreplaceable. Not by much, but just by that slight edge, just because that song was very well written. You I'm mad. I, mean? I ain't mad at that at all. Look. If you end up giving Neo the win for this one, I'm cool with giving him a draw. What's what's the score at right now? If if Neo gets it, he would be up by one. If Jonte gets it, he okay. Wait, let's see. Cause wait, let me put that back up. Okay, wait, hold on. Look, so we gave "Let Me Love You." Yeah, Neo tied it up. Uh, or Neo. Wait, let me run through it. So one draw, one two one two two 
Uh, uh, draw. Yeah, I got nine eight Neo with two eight, draws. Eight 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 nine eight nine nine. Yeah, so yeah, this is the whoever whoever wins the point wins the match. It's nine nine, and this is the uh last this is the last one. Yeah. So you got I, Neo. I'm sorry, Dante. I gotta go Neo. That's hey, I ain't mad I, at I it. Gotta go. So then, if if the point I pick, the it's not a tie. It can't be a tie unless I draw it. Oh, do I want to draw? Yeah, I'm gonna draw it, man. I gotta draw it because this because I can't pick between Mariah Carey and We Belong and Beyonce Irreplaceable. But if I'm not drawing it, the song I prefer is We Belong Together. So like, objective Lynn is drawing it, but personal preference Lynn is saying Jante yeah. wins it with We Belong Together. But this is great though, man. This like yeah. I said, this is the best battle they had. Yeah, and I I really like it because it's it's opening up conversations that I feel like it gotta open up the eyes of like these new guys coming up. You know yeah, what I mean? like, like it gotta, it gotta and 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 no no shouts like no diss to the niggas that are like pumping up Uzi and shit right now. Like I get that the the landscape is a little slim right now, but could you picture ten years from now, 10, 15 years from now, Uzi in a battle and he played <laughs> the bullshit that he coming out with? Are we really, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm being serious. I'm no, being dead I, I serious. Being I'm not trying to play nobody. Like, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> 10, 15 years from now, can we honestly sit down and play a playlist of Uzi and really appreciate, like, look, look at Jonte and Neil list, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Do you think that that shit is even coming close to standing, like, with that kind of talent? You know what I mean? Like I don't even know who would battle who's like Bro, it would have to be one of these other fuckhead niggas. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Lil Nar or somebody, Lil Skies, like some Lil bullshit Nar. like that. Like some some nonsense like that. Like, bro, this shit is really making me appreciate the era that we came up in, bro. Cause nice. he was actually experiencing music. He was actually experiencing real music. Like it actually took talent to put this shit together. Like I you agree. don't you don't get a Beyonce irreplaceable Mario let me love you you know what I mean like you don't get shit like that these days mm-hmm. and there's there's a few artists that are coming with some heat like I I really do I like uh Snow Allegra like I think yeah. she gives music in this vein I Sick like Brent Fires Brent Fires yep I like I like a lot of these young dudes like R and B wise you know what I mean but like even if we want to go back to the Manny Fresh and uh Scott battle like what what in the current landscape of rap would be able to compete in that type of shit as far and as I, like low-key i think that's why because swiss came on swiss and timbo was on uh on live and saying why aren't some because mike will wanted to battle and they couldn't get a metro booming or a mustard or any of these young producers to feel comfortable enough to get on there because most of these shit sound the same yeah but and I, the, and it's the the artist that are over it is bullshit. Like, let's just say what it is, bro. Like, Uzi is bullshit. He's only nice because he's like the best available. You know what I'm saying? It's like when like when an NFL team drafted in the seventh round. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, we, we don't take this nigga, but it's like he obviously not the the top prospect. You know what I'm saying? 
he's just the best available. Like that's yeah. that's what Uzi is. I think we need a we need to fill that void. Cause a lot of the big names outside of Drake, like nobody really active like they should be. You know what I mean? Like I'd really like to hear what Kendrick and Cole got cooking. Yeah. And Cole, I give a pass because Cole been active recently. Ken- but Kendrick, and I think it's time to come come out of hot, bro. I, I think I think he is coming because Ali did a, a interview on Title with like the Title live check ins, and he said that t- all the TDE because. Uh, Elliot asked him, Elliot Wilson asked if uh, J-Rock, Isaiah, and Kendrick will go drop him. He was like, we about to drop a bomb on all of y'all. So TDE is definitely coming. The one the one young dude I would say in 15 years I would think could make it in a B-Battle is Roddy Rich. Yeah, Like sure. I think I think Roddy will have some. For sure. Because he, he already, and he he's still young. I, I think he's still in the early chapters of his story. And he already got a hell of a list. You and, know what I mean? And like we was talking about today, for... For Roddy Rich to go up against one of them big timer songs, which is a great song with one of his songs, that just shows how good of a music that Roddy Rich is making. Yeah, so, I, I really like Roddy. I really, really like Roddy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a big, big Roddy Rich fan. All right, Doom, let's get into it because I've been waiting to talk to you about this for a while now. It's time, Party Mobile, and I'm gonna start it off by saying, Doom, and you, you probably will not agree with this. I like the Party Next Door album more than the Weekend album. Oh man, That's... I do, I do, bro. I lo- I like this Party Next. I like Party Mobile a lot. I will say though, it's real interesting with both albums. Now that I really got to sit with both of them, like I really listen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think now that we got time in the quarantine, like I'm actually. I got an opportunity to really just sit with the music. You know what I mean? Like, really experience the shit. Like, I'm talking about, I'm not doing anything, but the music but is listen, playing, and I'm just sitting in there, and I'm listening. Listen, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm diving into the album. On first listen with The weekend, I was blown away, bro. Blown away. Like, I was like, yo, this this is an album. This is the Able I've been waiting for since Trilogy Era. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I agree. But... The longer I sat with it, it was just kind of like, all right, he had the nice shock value. But outside of that, he not really ask. giving me a lot. You know what I mean? Like I he, know. He, I he, talking, he talking greasy, but he not really giving me a lot. And then the party shit was kind of the opposite. On first listen, I was like, yo, this is bullshit. This what the yeah, fuck I, I waited so long for. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, know. But, I remember us talking about it. You t- I remember the night. I, we didn't talk about it since that night. Where you was like, look, I'm going to sit down with my girl, drink the wine, and listen to this. And if I don't fuck with it, I'm going to let you know on the pod. And, bro, I've been I've been sitting with party shit. That was, like, the first of it. Like, you, like, you know, got the wine and the dinner little environment, and I'll start playing party. And, honestly, that kind of was a bad fit because dude was, like, super <laughs> in his crazy nigga bag. He was just Yo, shitting on bitches. He is but, toxic. <laughs> yeah, bro. But man, he that's an album. Like I feel like like the reason I, I'm starting to like party album more is cause as I listen through the album, I feel like I'm getting a, a he painting a picture on where his mind been the whole time. He's something quiet. new each time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like albums with a purpose because I'm an album listener. Like I know a lot of people, they like singles. We in the playlist era where you just go on whatever Spotify curated playlist, they choose what's hot and you just listen to that shit. You know, that's kind of like the new radio. I know a lot of people into that nowadays, but I'm still the old school, like, album guy. Like, I like sitting with an album as a whole. 
And if I don't like the album as a whole, I might take a single or two out. But it's either I'm going to fuck with it or I'm just not going to go back at all. But Party is, I'm going back to that one. You know what I mean? And look, let me say this, because I noticed this listening to it. Bro, I think the way Party sequenced this album is way better than we can seek the way, bro. I did not. I I I was. I didn't want to listen to news and split decision and loyal in the album when I first listened to it, but I did listen to it all the way through. And when I listened, I was like, these songs make so much more sense, and they feel so much better hearing them in sequence with everything else. Like yeah. I was like, these songs are perfect now. Yeah, he he really did a good job. I can tell he put in effort, and I yes. know I, I that's been a big word. For me, the past few episodes, Couple albums, yeah, effort, like I like when artists put effort into the craft, and you can actually hear the effort. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, because like, even if I don't really necessarily like the music, which I'm definitely growing into liking the music for sure. You know what I mean? I still won't forgive them for not adding drums on that that one fucking song. Oh, I was just going. I was, I was about <laughs> to ask about that because I saw y'all posted that and when I heard uh I want to give homeboy his flowers. What what you uh you know his name who did the remix that he uh, sent you? Fuck. I want that remix. Fuck what is that dude's name? God I feel so bad. I'm, I'm going in my mentions. But okay so we're talking about showing you track eight. Bro that song is amazing but when you hit a drum version it's like damn yeah, bro it, it like add the bounce that it needed. Because like, everything else was perfect about that song. Yeah that song's amazing. I everything love else was perfect. Lovers My Leap. Lovers Leap. Oh yeah, Love, shout out to Lovers Leap, man. Shout out to Lovers Leap. He he got a party next door edit for sh- uh for showing you that is really really dope. But Doom, like, look, I like the intro. I like turn up. We're not gonna count the new split decision in loyal because we already talked about them. I like all them. The touch me joint, I could say could be skippable, but I like it. Trauma, I really really like. Showing you, I really really like. Eye on it, I really really like. PGT. I like a lot. And then I like Savage Anthem. Now, believe it, I did not like it first. And I knew and I was like, I was ready to come in here and, and agree with you if you was gonna say this wasn't song of the year. But it's it's really grown on me. Never again, I think is a is a good party song, but I was glad to get to PGT after it because I thought that song was a little too slow. It might have needed some more drums. And another day to me was meh. Another day is like the only one that I'm like is really meh. And never again, I think is okay. But other than that, I like every song. I didn't like Believe It at first, though. So I, I I don't know how you feel about that one. That one grew on me, but I just feel like Believe It was something that Drake and Forty had, like a, a chorus, and Riri just okayed it, and then Party yeah. sang over it and made it like what it was. Yeah. Party made it a good track, but like that wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I definitely was like, that take is exactly what I was thinking. Like it definitely was, oh, let me send this to Drake. And it could have been a long time ago, bro. Like, I, would I think be- this this might have been a couple years ago. You know what I mean? And Drake just never used it. And then, like you said, she okayed it for party shit. And I like the finished product. It's just when I found out that there was a Rihanna feature, bro, like, yeah, I, I expected... It special. Yeah, I expected something so crazy. And it wasn't that. It wasn't, like, the, you know, song of the summer type no. shit. But it's still a good track. Like, yeah, it's it definitely is- not a skip. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's in and, and I at first I thought it was, but that's a song that 
as because I listen to Eye on it and showing you so much that when I get in my car, that song might be playing and I don't turn it off. And I'm like, damn, I kind of fuck with this song a lot. But damn, imagine if Rihanna was on showing you or even on Eye on it because Eye on it had that that uh, reggaeton or the the the, the kind of dance hallie vibes. But I, the way yeah. he did it, he didn't put the fast drums on it. He put the slow drums on it. So I was like, damn, I, I'm glad he did this because I kind of fuck with the dance hall vibe of Eye on it. Yeah. I think he, like people like Party Next Door and people that get into that bag for real, they start to understand that for whatever reason, the dance hall shit is just like people kind of look at it as played out, which I don't understand why, because it's, it's still its own genre in its own right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't never say, oh, we getting tired of you coming out with rap music. You know what yeah. I mean? Thanks. So I don't I don't really get that. But. I think he tried to tone it down and he experimented with it in a way. Like me, I I I love the dance hall vibe shit. That Islander feel like I I say go full blast in that bag. I wish kinda wish he would have did that at least once. But we didn't get that in the album. But now overall, bro, I like the I like the project. I gotta give him like a eight point five. Maybe Ooh, a maybe okay. a nine. Yeah, maybe a nine. yeah. See, I'm giving him a solid because I gave weekend. A, uh, like a 8.9 8.5 i'm giving i'm giving party a solid 9.2 it's not a 9.5 it's not a 9.10 or uh, a 10 it's a 9.2 just a couple notches above weekend because i definitely think he stayed in his bag but it's i'm not gonna downgrade him for going for not being experimental because he still gave me in my opinion doom this is the first album since like let me run through his his albums because I was talking to somebody about this and I was like if you look at Party Next Door's releases like compared to like everything else I think this is better than Seven Days I think this is better than Party Next Door three the only things I don't think is better than is Party Next Door the first one Colors EP two I mean Colors two and Party Next Door two I really liked but I think this could be better than Party Next Door two I think it is I think it's the sex second best project. Behind his debut? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, we're on the same page, man. I just, I really like that Colors 2 EP, though, because I don't and, think. And, and again, like, I just really like it because he actually talking about, like, personal experience. And, yeah. like, you listening to the shit, and we might not be 100% accurate, but we know who the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and that's what I like. Like, when you get to some shits that's like, yo, nigga, you might really get criticized about the shit that you're saying in this. <laughs> Like when I listen to Savage Anthem, Yo, bro. Savage like, Anthem is nuts. I thought I thought I was tripping. Like when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna kill this nigga for this." Yeah. Like this might be too much. <laughs> and I thought I was tripping about that take, and then I listened to the Joe Button pod and heard they little breakdown of it, and I was like, "I." Right. So I wasn't crazy. This nigga's really losing his mind on this shit. Like, I, I love that kind of shit, bro. I'm here for that kind of energy, man. That, that was great. I literally like my favorite little my favorite little gift right now is oh this this is not this is non toxic. We want the toxic. Give me the toxicity Back. from Back. it's always sunny and bro hot girl summer all that shit y'all's talking that shit is over with. It's savage anthem time, nigga. We right. out here, the hot boys party leading it. Party's the most toxic artist out right now, and I'm loving it. <laughs> like. Jeez, bro, when you get to verse three of Savage Anthem, it's like, damn, bro, you yeah, really went in the thing. He had He had those little short-ass verses where it was like, he talked a little bit of shit, the beat would play, he went into the singy-ass hook, and then you're <laughs> oh, thinking like, all right, he, he done. 
And then he like doubled down each verse on the crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like this nigga was really talking slick, bro. And I think I think a lot of niggas need to get back to that kind of energy. I know that that might sound fucked up, but he gave us six minutes of toxicity. Yeah, bro. Six minutes and 16 seconds. And I love it. I loved all six minutes of that shit. (laughs) Let me me give Party another credit because he doesn't have many songs that are the the typical right now. Like, you know how you talk about the Uzi shit and just the typical artist right now who's giving us two minute, one minute songs. Every song on this album, three minutes, 29 seconds, three minutes, four minutes, 29 seconds, three minutes. Three minutes, 18 seconds. Three minutes, 47. The shortest one, two minutes, 51. He got 447, 333, 3, 353, 313, 232, 6, and 616. That's an album, bro. Yeah. It was an hour <laughs> worth of content. Yeah. It was, it was all good shit. You know what I mean? Like, the more and more, like, I, and I know I killed it when I first heard it, but I think it's because, like, with the anticipation, and this is what I was kind of worried about, like, the anticipation what that does is it caused me to form my own opinion yeah. on where I think you're going to take it. And then especially since he delayed it twice. So you know how yeah. we feel about that. Yeah. And it's like the more and more I like make up what I think the album going to sound like in my head. And then I hear it and it don't sound like what I thought it was going to sound like. Not that the music is bad, but I'm already let down because it's just not what I thought it was going to be. And you let me think for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you made us wonder for so long. And then we got Loyal, which to me didn't tell the story of the album. No, at not all. at all. Not at all. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so Loyal should was... have been released. <laughs> yeah. Like I, Drake might not have wanted to have been on no toxic shit, but the news in, in Split Decision more so told us like how you feeling about the op than Loyal. Yeah. And I mean, it was a great song, but it just made me think the album was going in a whole Different other direction. direction. And it didn't. And then also, the fact is, both of us, we liked news when it first dropped, but Loyal had grew on us. Yeah. So it was like, damn, are you giving us kind of mid? Like, so it was like, we didn't know how to view this album. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why when I heard it and I, and I heard everything and then hearing Loyal work with every, it was just like, I can't be anything but happy with this because I expected something way worse. Yeah. And the news, like you said, the news sat way better in this album than yeah. it did on its own. Way better. Because I didn't even I didn't even listen to the news. Oh, by like, itself? Yeah, I didn't even listen to it by itself. That was the one that dropped, right? Yeah. No, wait, no. Which one did you not listen to? You probably didn't listen to Split Decision because news came out with Loyal. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about then. I never went back to the news. Okay. Like after it dropped as a single, I never really Listen went to back that again. to it. Like it was, it was good. I didn't dislike it. You know what I mean? I just didn't really, you know what I mean? Yeah. But with this album, it just sit better. Like when you start from the top and you just getting in the vibe of where he was trying to take you, like the news fit a whole lot better. And it fit way better than Loyal. Yeah, no, it did. Loyal's the one that doesn't fit, but I like it. I still like it. Yeah. It's nah, not like I love that record. I love like, that record. To me, Loyal is better than a Rihanna song by far. I think if niggas would have still been outside, that song would have picked up more oh, steam yeah. as time went on. As it started warming up, that song would have definitely picked up steam. And look, up. if showing you had drums, that would be in the club. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Like, sorry, for sure. Show, showing you is amazing. And so, yeah. yo, PGT would be in the club as well. PGT. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the that fuck shit. that stands for. Is it pretty <laughs> Neither, great? But it go hard. 
don't know what the so fuck. That, yeah, that's my shit. I, mean, I just be in the house singing that shit. But the, man, that's showing you. Shout out to Lovers Leaf for putting them drums on that because that changed my whole view of that song. Because I love that song. Yeah, man. It um, was it was a great album though. Great album. One hundred percent. Let's uh real quick. I want to ask you before we because we, we before we get out of like talking about music because I know you're a big Brent Fires fan and I want to give credit where credit is due. Shout out to my guy uh because me and him always talk on Instagram and he started a podcast and we just we just talked because I wanted to just you know help. He asked for some some advice and I always like to give people advice. Shout out to Nick Dot Jones uh the sold. Wait, let me make sure I get it. the sold not told part. He posed a question that I thought you would be interested in. Brent Fires or Black? Oh, I gotta go Brent. You gotta go Brent? I, it's Brent easy for me. Bro, when what? I tell you I am a Brent stan, just like, I love the fact that he makes music in 2020 that accurately captures that 90s feel. Because mm. I feel like that, like, a lot of people, they, they aim to do it. Like, Summer Walker did it in her album. Tory Lanez do it a lot, but it's like all you doing is sampling shit yeah. from the '90s and singing over it with the new age shit on top um, of it. You Brent know what does I mean? it but organically. Brent is actually like he works with Sonder. They're the dudes behind the music. They produce and write most of the shit. And bro, vocally, he's just on another level than all these R&B niggas to me. You know what I mean? Like I. I really like a lot of these new R&B niggas. Like the new R&B, I think R&B is really thriving. Yeah, I like R&B Brent, more than rap. Brent is one project away from really going ahead in the pack. Like you know when you at the horse race and there's that one horse that's fucking half a mile out front, and you know like I right, we we gotta watch to see who battling for second because they ain't catching this nigga. You know what I mean? Like I really feel that way about Brent. I think he had he he may be a project away. Real okay. no, and look the world was amazing. Cause I look, I picked Brent over over Black too, but I think Black is really talented in his own right. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely didn't mean that as a slight to Black at all. You know what I mean? Cause I love Black. I I, I really think one of the R and B songs of was it this past year or the year before the joint he did with J Cole. Oh, like twenty eighteen. Pretty little oh, the pretty little fears. Oh. Yeah, that's on. That shit was a like I really think that was too slept on, and people yeah. gave it credit, but I think it deserved to really be like, yo, y'all don't know what kind of greatness was on that song right there. Like that he was an amazing. That it was a good album. Yeah, but very I mean, good album. Both his projects, even the Free Black, is is great. But yeah, no, I gotta go with you. What Brent does, it just it it it's one hundred percent a new sound, and it sounds current but it just gives you the nine it gives you classic r&b feel whereas black gives you this trap r&b feel where he feels more like the bryson tillers of the world where brent feels like like what we was talking about earlier it feels like real music not yeah. saying black doesn't make real music because he does but it just this feels timeless and i don't know if the black stuff will be timeless in a couple years from now whereas i know in 15 years, I'll still be able to run the Brent joints because it's just great music, whereas the black heavy auto-tune shit, I don't know if I'll be able to run. Yeah, and I, I think, like, especially at artists like Black, and like I said, I, I definitely don't want this to come off as, like, a slight to Black because he's definitely one of the most played artists on my Spotify. You know what I mean? Right. But I think his music is easily, you can, you can copy it. You can yeah. redo it. You know what I mean? 
Like there's there's a bunch of niggas in the lane that black is in. Granted, black is at the top of that lane. You know what I mean? I think. And, and with Bryson being the only nigga that we can really even debate. You know what I mean? You put party in there? Party in another lane. I'll put party in that. I kind of didn't include him in that lane just because I think he's more polished. Like yeah. He has a more poppy sound. Even though they both have that like melodic trap element type shit. But I feel like party aims for more commercial. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas like Bryson and Black, they kind of just raw. And yeah, what they do. Out music. That, that trap soul bag. You know what I mean? But with Brent, especially with the success that he had, if dude, if that don't speak to his talent, that there's nobody else emulating that sound yet, that, that gotta speak for a lot. Because look yeah. at any other sound that come out, bro. Like, when Uzi start popping, you hear a bunch of these little, huh, yeah, ass niggas coming out of nowhere, cranking their auto-tune up. Like, it's easily redone. You know what I mean? Niggas just gotta find a nice little beat and turn the auto-tune on, and you can recreate that sound. The shit that Brent doing, oh, nobody sounds you like gotta that. be a talented-ass nigga to even attempt to try to recreate that. You know what closest I mean? Like niggas just like can't. Brent is Sanfa. That's the closest. Yeah. And even say, and, and they don't even sound alike because they just sing similar. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. all both have their own bag. And speaking of Sanfa, I want him to come back soon. I I'm a big Sanfa fan. Shout out to him. But shout out to Brent. I just wanted to see what you thought because I because I know you're a big Brent fan and I knew that question would intrigue you. The next thing we got is bro. We got to talk about some gossipy shit. What is going on with Young Chop? Young Chop gonna get shot, bro. Yeah, bro, that nigga need to chill is, is, is it really it's, mental health, like people saying? Or man, I, I don't shit, know if, I don't know if it's mental is, or if, if people clowning him. Oh, man, that shit. You know what it is, bro, is you blew up to one of the biggest producers in the world when Chief Keep came out with Finally Rich. Everybody was hitting your phone. They needed that hit. They needed the next fucking um, Love Sosa. They needed the next, you know, like he had bangers. And a couple years pass, and now you slowly see yourself turning back to a normal nigga. You coming out with another trash project once again, and now you trying to promo it. You know everybody at home on IG Live, so you get on IG Live and you start talking crazy. And of course, niggas like Gilly gonna fucking, you know, try to instigate it. You know what I'm saying? Get on some buzz and shit, so... It, that shit is all publicity, and I don't, I don't like that, bro. Like, I, I think at some point your music got to be able to speak for itself. Like, all the, the marketing and all that, promoting your shit and all them little crazy tactics, like, that's cool, and it's definitely a skill set to have because that shit is hard to do. It's hard to get, you know, thousands of people looking at your profile and waiting to see what you're going to say next, but if at the end of the day the music is trash, you did all that shit for nothing, and the project was trash. He Yo, got me to listen to it, so I say the marketing worked. He got me to go and peep it out, but I even check it out. Is and you booty, son. see? Booty. That's why I'm glad I didn't check. Look, bro, I'm just saying this. Young Chop is picking problems with people he should not pick problems with. I don't know about Twenty One Savage, but I think Twenty One Savage will, will definitely is a real nigga. But I'm not gonna speak on him. There's two people that I know he just messed with beside Twenty One that I would be scared to even talk about. He talked about Kevin Gates, and then he talked about Jay Prince Jr. Uh. Uh, uh, Jay Prince's son 
uh, Jazz, not Jazz. He talked about Jay Prince Jr. He talked about Junior. Yo, he better be careful out here in these streets, bro. Them, them, yeah. that. That's two niggas that Gates, bro. Gates is crazy, right? Yeah, bro. bro. And another <laughs> like, thing is, bro, it's like it's it's like this new nigga shit where they think that talking greasy is just fine. Fine, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, bro. What? To ninety-eight percent of the population, yeah, niggas might see you saying crazy shit online and get mad and tweet crazy back, but there's like the other two percent of niggas that. that Nigga, they they want to take care of that energy in real life. They want to go see you, bro. Like, stop playing with these niggas, man. Yeah. Like, any nigga that go on the record talking about nigga, you gonna have to. I'm a, I'm gonna have to die before I let you disrespect me and all this other I shit. Like, niggas who shit. on that kind of energy, bro. I'm not saying nothing about you. Peace yeah. and love to you, King. Like, I don't give a fuck what you do, me. I'm I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what these niggas be tripping on. You did all that to promote a poo-ass project that nobody gonna give a fuck about anyway. And you got niggas trying to touch you in real life. Dude, you know what I mean? Nigga, they gonna say, I'm gonna die for my You could just keep it. No, you right, though, bro. I would never yeah, say a word to... And then someone like Jay Prince, who who you know is mob ties, mob official. Yeah, Look, bro. I'm not saying nothing about Mr. Prince because he do his thing. He out there in Houston. But I would never in God on God's green earth pick pick with those two gentlemen because they will actually do something to you. And bro, it's a lot of it's a lot of cities, and I know I might make a lot of people mad, bro. But it's a lot of cities that I feel like get you know the little oh we tough and gangsta out here rap, and then you realize like ah oh, these niggas ain't really on nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? But the one city that I give a pass to all that shit would be Chicago. And that's where Big Young Chop from. So why the fuck, I, like, out of anybody, why would he not think that niggas really on some crazy energy? Like, because I, I know for sure, like, niggas down south, like Louisiana niggas. Houston niggas. These niggas are <laughs> ready mess. to light it up yeah. and <laughs> gladly go and sit down in jail. Like, these niggas not scared of that kind of shit. Not at all. Like, <laughs> they will gladly go and serve their time. <laughs> yeah. No, you absolutely right. So I don't... And look, Chop living in the South now, he just need to be careful because when this quarantine shit in, niggas will go after him. Yeah, I don't even think niggas going to wait for the quarantine shit. Oh. Be careful, yeah, I, look, and if it's mental health stuff that's up with Chop, get help, brother. But I don't, and see, I'm with Doom. If you really put out a project and you marketing this and people saying you got mental health, I don't fuck with that, bro. Like, you just clowning. Yeah, see, but I don't, I, like, at least me. Maybe, I, I mean, I'm not a mental health professional or nothing, but... That don't look like mental health to me. Yeah, that look like trolling. Like it, it really looked like yo, six nine not in these streets no more. Let me try what he was doing. We need exactly. that. You know what I mean? And it's like, nah, that's just stupidity. That's not <laughs> mental health. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just doing dumbass shit. You just being a dumbass nigga. Yeah. Ooh, young chop. Well, I'm not gonna even say I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna say it like this. I'm gonna pray nobody hurts you. But <laughs> if they do, you ask for it. Yeah, that's a fact. He was taught. He called all these niggas pussy. Said they yeah, wasn't about shit. Yeah, my dick in. So yeah, scary. nigga. Like, all right, we gonna see who's if scary. They pull up on you now. You you got You got no choice but to show them that they pussy. You were saying yeah. all that shit. Now you got no choice but to show them. Facts. No, I'm with you. All right, so we got like two, two, three more times before we get into the interview. Uh, I want to ask you. 
because I, I we, we talked a little bit about this off air. We don't have to spend too long on it, but the Joe Budden podcast is going on break, and they said it was because of the coronavirus with Cuomo putting out a, a statue in New York, and they're trying to obey that. That may be true, but I feel like this is has to do more with the re-up that's coming up with Spotify. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the, the quarantine is definitely something that kind of started the talks, and then they realized, like, you know what? We can use this shit as a way to gain some leverage. Yeah. Spotify are really going to notice how quiet shit get for them when they don't have millions of niggas tuning into this fucking podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm not about to open up Spotify. Like, the only thing I'm opening up Spotify now is to listen to us. Other than that, I'm not... I'm not touching Spotify. And bro, I'm saying I'm really big on podcasts. Like I'm I'm into a lot of podcasts. I'd say I got maybe five or six different podcasts right now that I feel like I'm a regular listener of. Yes. And it's it's kind of different now that we're quarantining because nine times out of ten, I did all my podcast listening when I was at work. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you just kind of in the cubicle typing away doing you know the little office gig and shit and i I got the podcast playing but uh now that i'm not i found that the only podcast that i'm really going to check for was joe shit and i I really fuck with flagrant too so flagrant two is like my number two podcast so i I, I had a question for you with them because i feel like they because i went i went listen to them for a little bit after you told me i feel like when kaz left it's a different vibe for them yeah, and and I think it fucked up the vibe for people like us. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. needed that that black POV, and I hate like that. It, it everything always sound racial. You know what I mean? Because it's not like that. But I mean, we just gotta keep it a bean. Like people like hearing shit that they feel like they can relate to. They like a point of view that feels like they can feel right. like represents how they think. You know yeah. what I mean? And Kaz was that. A lot of times, especially with his sports takes, because he was he was mainly on the podcast for like his sports takes. And that's it, and that podcast changed. It went yeah. from being all sports driven to then Andrew just saying ridiculous shit. Yeah, because before it, I, I think when they created the podcast, the idea was to be brilliant. It is sports. Yeah. Yeah. So Kaz and and Akash, they were the guys that knew sports. You know what I mean? But they would actually have like a sports podcast, but with that comedic kind of twist on it, because mm-hmm. it's not really a comedy sports podcast. Like they were literally like the only ones out there. But now that Kaz is gone, there's really less sports. And obviously there's no sports even going on right now. But like you said, there's less sports and Andrew just saying ridiculous ass shit. <laughs> and a lot of his shit is based on race. You know what I mean? So yeah. without the black guy to kind of police it. I look at them black jokes a little different now, bro. Yeah, they hit different now. So Joe, Joe Button, bro, that's that's the one podcast that I'm going to. I think I think Spotify will definitely understand how important Joe is at Spotify. Inter- I am so interested to see how this plays out over these next couple of weeks. I, I really I'm think I was I was thinking they- about it, bro. Yeah, me too. I was thinking about it the other day. I think that this is his chance. I think what he's doing is he's saying. All right, we're going for the big bag this time. Y'all got to give us my out, my number that y'all thought I was outrageous about and y'all had to do the counter offer and we had to meet in the middle. He like, nah, nigga, I got all the leverage now. Y'all know that these niggas, my listeners, they open this fucking app every Wednesday and Saturday for me. There's yeah. no 
marketing that needs to be done. You don't need to force little ads that pop up when niggas listening to music. Like, hey, click the Joe button pod. Like, nah, niggas is here for the shits. Like, we want to listen to the pod. You know what I mean? And it's like, when you reach that kind of following, you can demand, like, nigga, it's my number. You pay me what I think I'm worth. I'm just going to start my own shit. Yeah, and I really think that people are gonna follow. Like I think if Joe Button started a network, niggas would follow him, and I think Look, he would see some great shit. So I honestly, I hope that that happens. Either Patreon, YouTube, uh, Patreon and YouTube, title give him a deal, Apple give him a deal. I, no matter what where it happens, his fan base will leave, and Spotify will be dumb to get because now they have Bill Simmons. You got Jamel Hill into and have Joe Budden and all the, the talent they have to lose the bet the arguably and I love Bill Simmons and everything that he does with the ringer. And but Bill Simmons may have just one podcast that gets the numbers that Joe gets, maybe. And and that's their whole network. Joe is just one show that gets the 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 most numbers in podcasts two times a week. So like you can't lose that. And if and if Joe and Rory and them were smart, look, do a Patreon and do different tiers and give niggas different stuff for for paying all that money. And I'm sure people would pay them. Yeah. And I'm actually that's the only thing that I'm worried about coming out of this is I feel like eventually we're gonna have to pay some money to hear Joe Button podcast. Yeah. It's, it's not gonna be as easy as just logging on to YouTube or opening up Spotify and getting the content. Like eventually we're gonna have to really pay him. You know what I mean? And that's gonna get interesting to see. Um flagrant podcast is actually set up like that so they do like a base podcast so and then like, they do extra shit yeah exactly I know. they'll they'll like tease like two minutes of the patreon segment and then they'll be like yeah nigga if you want to finish here about what we was talking about and it'll be some crazy shit it'll be some shit like fuck i want to hear what they was talking about you know what i mean like i actually thought about buying a patreon a couple times i was like nah i'm gonna chill <laughs> yeah, I'm but <laughs> i i really think joe would be successful doing that Cause no, I, I think agree. his content is a whole lot better than Andrew's shit. Yeah, and I think he could make it work and give extra shit that people want, like all those brackets. Like they could just do one episode where they do and they they their top the list that they always talk about the top fifty rappers, and you know how they never do it. That could be a Patreon. And look, I shouldn't be saying this. This is stuff that Ian needs to be paying me to say, but like I'm sure they know that. Like that's the yeah. extra shit that they could charge. But enough talking about the JBP. We got two more things to talk about before we get into the uh, interview. One is Drake. Just two topics involving Drake. I think, I think. Uh, people are hypocrites because they criticize Drake for not showing his son. The one time he shows his son, the whole internet is going ablaze talking about how his son is is uh doesn't look like him or his son. They they put in memes of things that look like his son, and it's just like, bro, leave that baby and, and that man and his family alone. Like y'all are just y'all are ridiculous. And I know people like, might say, oh, you just a Drake fan, but like, nah, bro, there was th- they had too many people talking about how a baby looks on the internet. And just and wondering why he didn't want to show his kid. If you if you really like sit back and think about just that the concept of that, it's fucking nuts. Like niggas are really weirdos. Like, could you could you imagine like if like how you would look at somebody like if you had a kid and you post your 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 child's baby picture and I screenshotted it and started talking shit about your fucking two year old kid (laughs) on Twitter. Yeah. Niggas would get me the fuck out of here. Like that is some <laughs> weird nigga shit. I don't understand like why that goes away when it's a celebrity. 
Like, why yeah. the fuck are you talking about a baby as a grown ass adult? I just I don't understand that. Like, there's nothing you can do that'll like help me understand or think that that shit is normal. Like, that is weird t- nigga shit. <laughs> I was just waiting to talk about this on the podcast. I didn't want to tweet about it and give that shit like because it just it was just like weird to me i was like why y'all talking about a kid a baby bro like this dude this dude's child is two like what are we doing like like it was just it was just disgusting to me and it was just like i see why he didn't show his son to nobody same thing with just like things in general like for example the the advocate today the big paper in baton rouge posted about how ed ogeron getting a divorce why does that matter yeah i i don't understand like honestly bro it's like it's it's real sick out here bro because a lot of people they just like thrive on drama and headlines yeah. like they really need that kind of shit and me like i look at entertainment especially like music you know what i mean like the ed ogeron thing like uh if they if something spicy happened i might feed into it a little bit you know yeah what I'm like if, but, if it's some some controversy shit but if he just getting a divorce from his wife i don't give a fuck yeah exactly but fucking especially with drake like my thing is like i look at these people in a in a different light than the average fan. Like I feel like the average fan, they kind of like idolize these people and they think that like, oh shit, like these niggas are uh, he's Drake, he's a god. He you know yeah. he needs to be perfect at every step of the way, and we're gonna criticize everything that he does when it's not perfect. You know what I mean? Like these but, people are humans. Yeah, but like like for me, whenever I'm looking at it, like I look up to Drake as like, yo, this man is achieving shit that I would like to achieve. Yeah, let me let me kind of look at the blueprint that he laying out because people don't really realize like all these celebrities and shit that people worship like honestly all it is is laying out a blueprint for people like me and you who are trying to make a way in the same field you know what i mean it's just like all right now i need to just take notes on how he moving you know what i mean and i i only want his success to go more so i can have like a outline of the type of shit that i need to be accomplishing you know what i'm saying so it just don't like i don't understand why they like they pray for him to fuck up it's like they look at him like he's this perfect guy and if he does anything that's not perfect they tear him apart it's like nah the nigga human just like us he not the first nigga that had a baby with a woman that he didn't really want to be with and he not damn sure last. not gonna be the last. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, like that shit happen that all the time. So crazy. Like, why is that so crazy? I just don't understand. I, I don't understand. But he about to knock these niggas over their head, cause, bro, this album that Drake is about to drop, and we waited to record the podcast to see if he was gonna drop that song. And that nigga, that nigga, damn sure lied and said Tuesday, Thursday at midnight. Nigga, Thursday at midnight is right now. You dropped that song Friday at midnight. Let's call a spade a spade. Like, yeah. that's what it was. But that Tootsie Slide, my brother, I listened to the full leak because at first I just heard the uh, leak with the niggas dancing, but I heard the full leak of the full song. Bro, yeah. look, I know Drake, all the leaks we didn't heard are fire, but to me, this is a song that will be played. Like, you know them 15 years? This is a song that's going to be a dance song that's going to be played for a long time. And when quarantine, like during quarantine, everybody going to be TikTok and doing the challenge. After quarantine, that's going to be played at weddings, clubs. Like, let me hit you when you slide to the right. Slide. Like, no, bro, yeah, that yeah. shit sounds so amazing. It's just a simple little dance song. My thing, I got two takes on it. One, 
absolutely genius. I think he about to break TikTok. He about to break Instagram. Yeah. Everybody and their mama going to have a video. Like, it's going to be one of those, like, if you're not doing this dance or, you know, there's oh. going to be some kind of hashtag challenge name for it. And if you're not doing it, you the lame nigga. You challenge. know what I mean? But yeah. My second take is who the fuck gonna learn this dance outside of the young <laughs> niggas? That shit look complicated as hell, bro. If you, need a, if, you, if you need a little line dance, bro, I need some simplified shit. We need some, <laughs> some Cupid shuffle, nigga. Cupid new nigga to the right, to the left, dip, and turn around and do it again. This shit look crazy, bro. Like, I don't know if I can do all these dances. It's easier than the Uzi, the Futsal Shuffle. Uh, that shit. That, <laughs> that right there, I knew that was for the kids. But Drake, man, like, I, I thought Drake was going to do, like, some, you know, nigga, my, my 50-year-old auntie can do this shit. She not doing the shit that these niggas was doing on that TikTok. That's too no, much hopping around and shit. They gonna have a simplified version. Yeah, they need to. I'm gonna wait for that one because that shit I seen on the TikTok that was that was way too much. Bro, my girl almost gave me a heart attack when I saw that. She was like, "Isn't that fresh and reckless?" And I was like, "Bro, ain't no fucking way Drake got fresh and reckless." Bro, it's fucking song. That would have been crazy. <laughs> Them niggas actually blowing up though, man. Like that shit is crazy to me. And I'm a I, hate I mean. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't really fuck with anything that they doing. But once once niggas make it to that kind of success, I gotta tip my hat to them, bro. I, I can't fucking. I can't fucking hate. They still a, some weirdos in my book because that that yeah. shit is weird, bro. But and I'm hey, still if it works, I'm gonna take everything away from the rest of them. See that yeah. nigga that flip? He not getting shit. Yeah, that's a fact. He, he do flips, nigga. And then he don't even do the flip. He just act like he about to do a flip and they catch him. Oh, the nigga with the ski mask at the end who just got the gun. The only reason yeah. why he goes because he got the gun. Everybody else, they gone. That shit funny. Oh, man. shit. Yeah, Drake about to break records. This new album's going to be nuts and I'm ready for it. The final thing I got to ask you about, bro, this Michael Jordan doc, April uh, 19th or April, yeah, April 9th or April 19th or April 7th. One of them days. Hold on, I'm gonna get the the date for you. I think it's April 19th. But are you excited for this? I know I am. Yeah, April 19th. I really hope that they get to the shits because we we know how great of a basketball player Mike was. We want to know what the fuck happened when this nigga had to go play for the fucking White Sox. Ooh, we see- need to know the the real story. If they they gotta get to them shits. You you I see. Okay, I figured you would go there because uh, Bill Simmons was on Colin Cowherd and he said that. He feels they're going to go super in-depth on how Jordan would, like, beat up his teammates and talk shit and be, like, that uber competitor. We're going to see, like, the real side of him. So we're going to get some real aspects of it. But I don't think we're getting that. Because that, that <laughs> look, I'm just going to say, allegedly, from what I heard from different mafia interviews, that man got his pops killed from his gambling problem, allegedly. And I believe that shit. Yeah. See, like, that's crazy. And that, that's what I was saying kind of before we started recording when we was talking. Uh, oh yeah, they not I feel like they don't get to those kind of shits until the nigga dead. Yeah. <laughs> so we gonna have to we gonna have to wait a little bit for that doc. But I'm I'm still excited for this one. But it's like nigga, we don't heard the Mike story a million times. We know what the fuck happened through his career. Like if we we gonna get a doc, I need the shits, bro. I yeah. really need the shits. And and my thing is with that also like 
I want to know like the ins and like how y'all weren't getting along with Dennis Rodman. Like, I want to know all the real shit. Like, what did did Michael and Scotty get? If we just doing this from a basketball perspective, I want to know like what like everything. Like, did y'all have beef? Like, I want to know insider info. Like, I understand we're not gonna get the 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 crazy consp- the the shit I was just talking about and the shit we was just talking about. But if we gonna do a, a ten part basketball doc, it's they gotta be some spice in there. It can't just be. The Bulls winning championships. Yeah, cause yeah, that's that's basically what I was getting at. Like, nigga, we know how great he was on the court. We know what happened with the championships and all that shit. Like, I need the spicy shit. And and bro, and I feel like Michael Jordan got one of those stories that'll be like once niggas really figure it out, oh, he'll it's be, gonna be super spicy, bro. And this is something that I think he's doing to maintain his legacy because. I think, and this is something that Bill said, and I, and I agree with him, because when LeBron won that championship in Cleveland, it's like, oh, shit, he's get, he might be getting close. We got to maintain our legacy. Because Bill said it, the first 30 for 30 they wanted to do was this Jordan doc. And he asked Jordan every time until he got fired, and they said no. And now he want to do it. It's like, okay, you doing this because LeBron is getting close. And, like, if you're going to do it, be real about it. Like, don't say... The flu game's the flu game. Say what it was. You was hungover, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know the real shit. Tell, them how, tell us how you was betting everybody every night, gambling and shit. Like, let us know. And people, and I guarantee if he, if he does that, and then we see the winning, yeah. it's going to turn from LeBron is a, is art, could be argued as the GOAT to like, nah, 23, solidified. Yeah. I also think, too, just, just another thing At that least just came the young in my people. head. I think now that LeBron is so close like i feel like no matter what happens at this point on i think i do think if the you know the corona shit wouldn't happen that the lakers go on to win a championship this year Ooh, i you think did, that you was that? that was a high probability i'm not saying you know for sure for sure yeah. they was gonna get it but very high probability that they at least win the west you know what i mean um i think now with lebron kind of sliding into that spot of like okay nigga we witnessing another great doing great nigga shit like there there it, it might be another 30 40 years before somebody be another lebron you know what i mean yeah like i think now that the nba has that face they might be cool with letting out a little bit of mike secrets might go for out. some yeah. profits you know what i mean I'd they be don't down. need to have the because you gotta think about it mike was like the worldwide face of basketball oh he was he was basketball and i think now he's one he's getting to an age where the people that actually saw him play they're a whole lot older now you know what i mean they're getting older there's a whole new fan base that they obviously they know who michael jordan is but to some of these new kids coming up bro they like Outside of being the jump man on the shoes, they don't really know about Mike. You know what I mean? Crying, crying face emoji. I mean, crying meme, Mike. That's yeah, you know. like that's that's Michael Jordan to them. So I think I think now they the NBA is in a spot where they don't really need him for marketability for the league no more. We got LeBron. We got a bunch of new rising stars. We got Steph Curry. We got a bunch of these nose niggas. You know what I mean? That ain't never did nothing wrong. Now I think. You got even more of an interest in letting Mike, out Mike's yeah, secrets yeah. now because, nigga, the, the season is pretty much done with. I don't think we're going to save it now. Like, niggas oh. was hoping we was going to come back and they was going to play games with no fans, but 
this corona shit a little more serious than niggas anticipated. Yeah. So. The only thing I could see is maybe in July, like they get all the NBA players and refs like in one building by themselves, just them. And they, they, they was talking about doing it at Las Vegas when y'all like get, open up the casino, let the NBA pay one of the casinos and just put a stadium in them and just let y'all just be the people who work the hotel and just uh, the NBA players. That'd be fine for you, dude. Yo, if your hotel get that, bro, yeah, you already know. Will, it. Yo. I, I know it would be Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay is where the the Aces play, so they okay, use their okay. court and shit. So I know it would be them. But I, I still try to go. Yeah, <laughs> I still try to get near the building at least. You know, that's what I mean? true, Liddy. That but will yeah, be lit. But with sports being out, bro, I'm so excited for this Michael Jordan doc. Let me give you a doc to watch. HBO, the scheme, bro. This is about the NCAA. I don't know if you remember the NCAA scandal where they was talking about Will Wade paying people. Uh, about uh, what's that 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 famous dude from uh, Philly, uh from the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton taking money with uh Arizona, Rick Pitino, all that shit, bro. They got the they got the LSU coach on camera on the HBO doc saying. Oh, I'm not worried about this player going to Wells. If he if he wants to go, he gonna make less money because we pay these niggas more than uh the G League pays them. I was like, go! That's crazy. <laughs> he That's on camera. And and the documentary is nuts because it's about this black guy who basically was trying to start an agency, and he admitted to paying people in high school, and he admitted to paying people. But the thing was, that's not what they got him for. They were trying to say he would pay coaches to uh. He he would pay coaches and then that would get that money would go to players and stuff. But the thing was, the FBI was giving him money and he never gave that money to coaches because he thought it was stupid. And he was like, bro, this is not going to help nobody and we're not making money from this. So I, if y'all just want to give throw y'all money away, I'm going to just keep it. And then the FBI tried to charge him. But the thing was, he wasn't paying nobody. And it, just, it was a nuts story because they got conspiracy FBI agents doing foul stuff. And it's like this dude was in the right the whole time. It just shows how the NCAA had all these coaches on camera and they didn't even want to bring it. Like they was like, we're going to bring down the whole system. And then somebody must have put a call in and was like, yeah, we're not going to show any of them tapes. But this black guy got them. So he put them out. (laughs) That's fucking crazy, bro. I still have yet to fully understand outside of taking away from profits from the school what harm is done in paying these kids that's it that is it (laughs) that's 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 what i want to fucking understand because like it's always a big scandal and what's even more nasty is they rob these kids because we we talking about a billion dollar industry but they trying to keep all of that you know what i mean like they rob these kids and then in the process of robbing these kids they profit by making more docs and other bullshit yeah. about how they rob the kids, which is even more sick. Like, and I, I, I'm all for capitalism. I love the concept, but God damn, nigga. Like, can y'all, how much is a few thousand dollars the out thing of is, that's a billion? Even, that's not even capitalism, because if it was, these kids would be able to leverage and use their talent to make money. This is the only system where in America, this is the only non-capitalist thing. Because it's like, oh, y'all just want to make all this money and then just say, oh, we're going to hide behind the idea that it's amateur sports. But there's no, how can it be amateur sports when the industry behind it is making a billion dollars off of a tournament a year? Is, I, I feel like there's nothing if amateur if about if it's that. amateur sports, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be monetized any way, way 
for yeah. anybody. You know what I mean? It shouldn't it shouldn't make five hundred million dollars in a few hours at the sports book if it's amateur sports. It shouldn't you shouldn't million you shouldn't have, Yeah, you shouldn't have these jerseys for sale in, in department stores. Like you can really go in in a department store and buy college football jerseys. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And, and Zion jersey and, and Zion get no profit off of it. Bro, there's not a nigga alive who went in and bought a jersey and said, Oh, I don't really like this player. I'm doing this to support the school, support the NCAA. Like nobody ever said that. You like know I, what I mean, like high uh hardcore college fans, but majority of the people when you hear like for example, I was only watching Duke last year because of Zion. I wasn't watching it because of Duke. Yeah. And I know they got Duke fans that do that, but it's like, bro, like it's these kids that are making this game. It's not the the schools. Like we're not watching for the schools. We're watching for the kids. Yeah. And my thing is, like, I get that maybe you know it might get a little weird when you're paying a eighteen, nineteen year old multi million dollars. Like I'm not saying you got to do all that, but get the least you can do is not have these niggas. Chilling in a dorm room eating ramen noodles and shit yeah. on a twin bed, like nigga, they making you billions. And you the thing I mean? is, y'all pay deserve a little more. Like y'all pay them under the table. We know y'all pay them under the table. Why can't y'all do it out in the open? Like it's just so yeah. nut. Like, bro, how you tell me how Leonard Fournette coming from the hood of New Orleans has the 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 newest uh, uh, uh V eight Challenger or, or or Camaro? At LSU, his girlfriend going to UL, got a new car. How's that possible? If yeah. y'all not paying that nigga, they, they definitely cash the niggas out. But I feel like everybody knows that at this point, like niggas, like the real niggas, like when we talk about the Leonard Fournettes, the Zion Williamsons, the Odell Beckham Juniors, like niggas like that, <laughs> these niggas are getting cast out. Like <laughs> these niggas, like single handedly, like Leonard Fournette was literally college football. Like Fact. niggas who didn't even like LSU would tune into the LSU game because you just had to see what this nigga was doing. Zion Williams, same shit with Zion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man, you gotta you gotta compensate them niggas. That's why but, I think Brian didn't go to college. Like honestly, yeah, because <laughs> it would have been too much money to pay but, him. And that's that's why they changed the rules around because they like fuck. You know how much money we missed out on by letting LeBron go to the league. But I, but also I don't think they could afford him under the table. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how how you gonna pay LeBron James under the table that much money and nobody find out about it? Yeah, you can't do that. But yeah, I, you, you can't. So that's that's when you make a law that these niggas gotta go to school. Gotta stay. Yeah. No, I'm with you. But all of that being said, that Mike Doc gonna be crazy. But check out the scheme on HBO. But Doom, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. It's it's about that time we get into our interview with Swagger. So before we get up out of here, tell the people where they can find you. At Lil Doom SJ, Instagram and Twitter. Y'all be sure to go follow Doom, man. And then uh, without further ado, let's get into the Swagger interview. After that, we'll be chatting it up with Brooklyn, see where he been, and then we'll close up the uh, show. But without further ado, let's get into the interview with Swagger, talking about his new project, Swagger for President. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we have a very special guest. And it's funny, like, I love how the universe works because of all the stuff, even though we're in quarantine right now, with all the stuff going on with, like, producer beat battles from Boy Wonder versus uh, Hit Boy to Swiss Beats versus Timbaland, we got an up-and-coming producer. He just dropped a fire project out of Baton Rouge. 
My guy Swagger's in the building. He just his latest album, Swagger for President. How you doing, Swagger, my bro? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on. That's a hell of an intro right there. Uh, man, look, you deserve it because this <laughs> project is flames, man. And I got to say, I told you this off air, but I got to say it on air. You don't have any misses on this project. Like, yeah, some stuff may not be in some people's bags, but for the most part, all of the music is is uh sonically pleasing to the right. E. And that's in that who control. I appreciate that, man. Uh yeah, you know, it's not something we we're trying to do uh you know purposefully. We just wanted to should be able to go with the mainstream kind of what's hot right now, what people actually want to hear. You know, a lot of people like try kind of get too artistic with the stuff. We're just trying to make shit that people want to hear, you know what I mean? And uh really want to listen to, like not trying to force nobody to listen to anything, you know what I mean? 100%. No, I get that. And and that's something that I, I want to ask you when we get into it, because I think you made very interesting choices that some fit in with the mainstream, but I still think you guys did y'all's own thing 100%. And I think the choices, I'm, I'm very interested to know. But let's get to know you a little bit, Swagger. Let's jump into this. Uh, Tell us your influences, because you're a producer, you record, mix and match, you got your own studio. Tell us some of your influences that got you wanting to produce hip-hop music and produce music in general. Yeah, man. Um, influences, just hip-hop in general from, like, a uh, young age. I've always been somewhat, uh, I'm sure, kind of like you are, like a connoisseur, like, uh, you know, always knowing, you know, yeah, this is this is Wayne's new verse. This is, no, that's that's this person. I could pick people out with their verses. Um, just always in tune with the music. But influences, um I'd have to say Kanye West coming from a, a producer. That's a huge influence and, and a rapper standpoint. Um, you got to go uh, a lot of old school people. Of course, Wayne back back in the day was was everybody's influence around 09, 08, uh, somewhere around there. <clears throat> but man, um, just a, everybody influences me, man. I don't care who you are. Uh, anything can influence me. Uh, new sound, new a new style. I get influenced every day, so that's just hard to say, man. People around me influence me every day too. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. But Kanye West is the one. That, that's that's the one that always comes to my mind when people ask that. He's versatile. He kind of he kind of changed the scape um, of music, and man, that's just uh, that's one person that definitely sticks out to me. The Far Side, old school rap group, People Under mm. the Stairs. Um, of course, Biggie was probably my all time favorite rapper. Um, but man, Wayne's a huge influence, and I know everybody coming from Louisiana. I didn't even uh, come from Louisiana, but man, Wayne just had that takeover period with uh, man all the mixtapes. Yeah, you, you had Lollipop nice. coming out. You had Rebirth, uh, No Ceilings. Like nobody was touching Wayne for like a feel like a five to eight year period for a second there. Every so, feature. if you don't mind me asking, not to cut you off, because uh, yeah. uh, I, I remember <laughs> I, in the song Trojan, you talked about coming to BR, and I know this is getting ahead, but you just said. You're not originally from Louisiana, and I didn't even know this. Where are you from, bro? Not to not to put yeah. your shit out there in the streets. No, you're cool. Uh, yeah, I'm from Gulf Shores, Alabama, man. I'm from the Gulf ah, Coast. Ah, okay, okay. Gulf Coast, Alabama, uh, right near the um, right, right by Pensacola, the border, Florida, Alabama, um, the beaches, and um, by two five one Mobile, kind of popping off right now. Mobile, Alabama is about an hour away from there. Um, but man, I came here for LSU. Uh. I just graduated last about a year from now, last year, and um, yeah, man, I was I was blessed to come over here. I was always uh, had family from Louisiana. My parents are both from Louisiana, so we were Louisiana people. Just ended up being on the Gulf Coast when growing up, but always came back uh, to the roots when it when it came to um, tradition and, and school and shit. 
one hundred percent. And and that when we get to Trojan, I'm gonna ask you about that because I think you did you you left your mark and you're leaving your mark right now in BR and in Louisiana. But let's get to this. What got you into producing? When did you start producing? When did you start making music? Was it always in your family? Because I know you and your brothers right. in uh golf show or wherever right. the city is. Y'all y'all have a y'all have like the Swagger Studio right. brand and everything. Absolutely. When did y'all start getting? When did you specifically start getting <laughs> all that? Yeah, it's funny. Um. Me and all my brothers have always been uh, artistically uh, inclined, I would say. Um, even from a young age, I can remember like three or four instances uh, for Christmas one day I woke up and my brother already had gotten a drum set for his birthday about a year before. And like me and my brother each got a, I think I got a bass guitar. He got a, an electric guitar and I wasn't any good. I never picked up on the bass guitar like that. But um, it was just certain instances like that where we're like, man, we're going to start a band. You know, I mean, I know I was like singing a little bit, but I was like probably 10 or 12, honestly, in elementary, middle school. Um, I remember me and my brothers each chipping in 100 bucks and going to buy old turntables with like 300 old school hip hop records on uh, on Craigslist from some guy we didn't even know. We were probably I was probably in elementary and middle school. But um, and like I said, just musically inclined with hip hop, always knowing like who is. I could pick out artists, artists verses from the, the uh, sound of the, of their voice. You know what I mean? I, I could just tell stuff. I was kind of, um, you know, always watching interviews and stuff. I, I, I swear you could probably attest too, but I just, just very interested, you know what I mean? And, um, it was always about finding my in, uh, not to bounce around or keep ranting, but I remember I went to my friend's house one time and we are, I think we we're having a little band practice. I think I had my bass guitar or something and, uh, he had some, app on his ipad that you could just make beats like it's called nano studio or something you can make beats in like five minutes two minutes so real simple and i just sat there probably the whole day at his house and just like yo you listen to this you know you could do this you do this and i was i was probably in elementary middle school and went went home and downloaded the program started getting familiar and that that's really where it started for me just uh fully engulfing myself really and being fully uh just interested and curious about the whole art 100 percent and that's that's something I love hearing from different creators is seeing their backgrounds. Some have none, some have some, but right. you're one of those few that I talk to where it's like it's in your blood, man. Your whole family's doing it like it, right. it's 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 engulfed in you and I think that's something I don't I don't know if I'm at the point yet where I can say that the different groups of like the backgrounds influence how good the music is, but I definitely think based upon hearing the the people whose families are all musically inclined to some form of fashion. Right. I think the music sounds crisper. If that, if that makes any sense, like right, it's crazy. Right. It's like, cause I, I, when I talk to people like Jaira or just his whole family's engulfed right. in it, you yeah, hear it in his music. You, crazy you, you hear it in your music. Michael Armstead, you hear it in his music. It's just right. certain people. When you hear their whole family's been doing this for forever, it's just, I don't want to say the music is better because it, I don't think that that determines it, but I think there you just hear a little different. I think right. something in the music. Yeah, I think um, I think that's uh, being held to a high higher standard from the start. Um, mm. You know, my whole thing was, and to this point, me me getting a girlfriend. Um, bless my girlfriend for two years. She's the best thing that happened to me, but she um, she even taught me. It's not teaching me how to make music. But it's like, like when I hop in the car with my brothers and shit, they know music. They know good music. We listen to good music all day. You don't have to ask me to play a good song. We're going to play a good song. I just wanted my shit to be able to work in that rotation, you know, me to the playlist. Yeah. Like if I'm riding with my girlfriend, I want her to be like, 
damn, who is this? This, this song's tight. This song's hard. My my brothers, man. This, like, it, it's just simple as that. Uh, for me, I was just trying to somewhat impress them and be able to uh, actually create something that they want to listen to without, again, without having to force somebody or, um, man, check out my stuff. Man, check. Man, I want you to check out my stuff because. I want you to be that person that's, man, why isn't this guy on? You know what I mean? Why yeah. is You know what I mean? Instead no, 100%. Of, yeah, not, you know and that, that's something I think content creators, artists, people who do art struggle with. It's the the balance of over-promotion, promoting enough, and, and trying to get that the, the person to say, I want you to jam this. And I think you, you made a hell of a great point because I agree with you, man. The moment I got a girlfriend and started, like, seeing what she liked, it, uh-huh. it changed how I created things, and it, it honestly... Get, helped me get an outside perspective because when you've been with your friends or whoever you create with your brothers right. for you for example you got you you know each other's tastes and you look for that mainstream type taste and i and i think that's an excellent point i want to ask you being in a relationship you said it helped but has there any been any point of hindrance with like career base or just time management wise because i know as a creative yeah. it's that that struggle of give and take of time I would be I'd be lying to anybody if I said like everything's I mean, I'm sure anybody could relate. I Facts. I like to stay up till God knows where I might be up till four AM, three AM. Yeah. <laughs> I got sessions that want to spend money. Um at that same ticket, I from my own accord, you can't you can't uh burn the wick at uh both ends, you know. What I mean you have right. to sleep, you have to eat. <laughs> which I got a problem with just waking up and eating as crazy as it sounds. But, um, man, it's, I'd be lying to you if I, if I told you it's not a, a conscious balance, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know what I mean? It, it everything has balance. Everything has discipline. That just means you got to work twice as hard in another field. Um, but man, that's just life, life shit. If you, if you can't keep up with business and a relationship, then you, you gotta, you got a long road ahead. You know what I mean? 100 percent and i and i agree with that like two two thousand percent like you you just touched on what i've been living for the past couple of years so i relate to that it's tough man yeah, no we, it is man we're and, in our prime right now we're if we these are the hours too these are the hours these are the make or break hours you know I mean, these are ten thousand hours you know what i mean exactly that's the yo i'm so happy you said that that's what i tell my girlfriend all the time it's like these are the moments where I got to stay up till right. three, four. I just, I have, cause I'm trying to get to my 10,000 hours to become a master at my craft. And I'm so happy you said that. But like you said, it's give and take because if, if I feel like I've been doing too much, for example, working or doing too much, whatever I'm in the pot or whatever, I got to give that time. So I, I, I get that. I get what you're saying where it's on both ends. You gotta, it's give and take. You gotta, yes, they're there to support your dreams, but you also got to show them that you still care. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You're always going to have relationships to maintain, whether it's business relationships, family ties, a girlfriend, kids, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because yeah, we're getting to that. Age. We're, yo, low key, <laughs> it, 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 it stresses me out. Like, I'm just Scary, huh? I'm, I'm happy that we're having this conversation because we're going to get to the album. But this is the stuff I want people to get to know you so they can love you for you and, and your ideas and the way you think as a human. It's like. Yeah. Bro, we're at that age, and I, and, I, and I know you don't have any kids, so me, I, I can have this conversation open with you. It's like, all oh, my niggas are just getting bitches pregnant, and I'm like, yo! Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Off right now. Yeah, it's like, what is, what is going on? Like, I always feel like I'm jaded or, or something's wrong with me, where it's like, am I at, am I the, at the wrong mind state that, that, like, I'm thinking that none of y'all should be having kids, or is it like, or or is it like, no, y'all are right, or is it just, 
everybody has their own time. Own timeline. It's that's that's crazy because you could wake up tomorrow or next week and it could be your time. You know what I mean? It could be that Fact. time, and it wouldn't be crazy. Like you said, we're at that age, so it's not it's not high school anymore. It's not that shit happens. That's real life. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Let's jump into the project because, like I said, I am thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. And low key, I think. It's just G. It, it, I honestly think the dominoes f- fell for you at the. I know it sucks that artists aren't getting able to perform right now, but just with everything going on in terms of hip hop culture and in terms of just pop culture, swagger for president. People are upset about Trump. It's a it's a voting year. It's election right. year. Brilliant name. And then on top of that, with all the beat battle stuff going on, producers are in the forefront. And I think. Right. Honestly, in hip hop, for the past couple of years now, producers ain't haven't been getting enough credit for dictating sound and dictating how the, the not necessarily the rappers like a Drake, a Kendrick, a Cole, the people Absolutely. who are are lyrical and then the people who who do that type of stuff. But I'm talking just the the typical rap music that's on the radio. Right. Nine times out of ten, it sounds like that because of the producer, and I think. The beats and the sound you made in this project are absolutely amazing. Let's start off the intro. Uh, talk to me. I'm going to go through song by song. Talk to me about just the creation of each song. We're going to start with the intro and why you chose each artist, because I think you got a wide variety of Baton Rouge talent, all with different bags and different styles, but you brought them into your world. Right, exactly. Um, Yeah, the introduction with uh, TZ Baby. Um, TZ... Is honestly, if you haven't heard, TZ Baby is one of my favorite rappers. Not in Louisiana, he's he's in uh, based in New Orleans, but he's much bigger than that. I'm saying he's not my favorite rapper in Louisiana in the South. TZ Baby is one of my favorite rappers, period. And he's just uh, so versatile, man, and and uh, uh, definitely transcending. Got a different sound. He brings like this high pitch. Uh, persona on these tracks that really not that many other people like could achieve it's almost like this high playboy cardi type voice but he executes it on a different level because it's his natural like natural voice on every track um i got him in and just played a bunch of beats for him man that's the one song he picked uh that was probably about a year ago today if i'm not lying um and i just love how that turned out i always love that track i knew it was going to be the introduction um, and it was a real big deal for me. I heard him on uh, Fredo Bang's coming out project, uh, Two Face Bang, when he came out of jail, I believe. And TZ was on Milo Juvie with Fredo. And I just always fuck with that song. I was like, man, who is this? Like, this, whoever, whoever's on this is, is killing it. And um, that's how a lot of these worked out, man. It's just people I really look up to. Uh, Cause this this tape, not to knock knock anybody off, but this tape wasn't your typical. Um, let me get all my homies that rap the hardest. Yeah, it's it's not that. You know, I mean, it's I had a bunch of people I wanted to get on, but it's like, you know, let's stick true to this uh, this blueprint. Like I'm trying to elevate my name and people that other people might not be able to get a hold of or something. Uh, and TZ was a great embodiment of this because every time I tell somebody he's on the on the uh on the album they always they always tell me how how they're his one of his favorite rappers and this and that and uh yeah it was just a big deal for me to uh not only start a project like that but to get him on the track period no and and that's something like like i said you you have because i i know some of the guys you normally work with and this is a you have some of them on there but this is a project where you went to all different sectors of not just louisiana but like underground music and you try right. and you you made uh 
a dope album with many different talents who are either on the rise or at their spot or just or or getting to that level and right. you and you bridge the gap between all of them and you said this was done about a year ago how long did this project take to make man honestly i've had the idea of this project for several years ever really ever since i got settled at lsu and started getting into my groove um like i said i graduated a year ago i always had this idea like i'm gonna put this album together and all my best songs all the best beats i do they end up going on other other artists project and i'm proud of that you know i mean to be featured on these these artists projects but i'm like i, I know i can do this myself i want to keep a couple songs here and there and like that's gonna be mine i'm gonna put this on a project and it always morphed i thought i had that the project figured out several times but um i just kept getting better songs honestly i'll be like okay i think i got the songs it'd be like then i get teasy baby in, then i get uh like a big artist and you know i've been trying to get in ob and j in that was supposed to be on a project you know what i mean and i was like okay well maybe i shouldn't release it yet because in a year it's going to be a lot better you know what i mean yeah. so over time um it, it completely transformed itself and as of about a year from today a year a year ago i really started locking in okay these are the songs that are good enough i got good enough people i don't think i'm gonna get much bigger like right here right now so it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of transformed over time, but as of about a year ago, it really kind of came into its own. I started realizing the people I should really put on there. 100%. And how hard was that struggle of, because I can hear it in your explanation of when the, when was the time to push the button? Like how, how hard was that, that struggle of it's like, all right, not like you said, a year ago to from this day, it's like, all right, now it's time to lock in. I got who I want. Now it's time to just really fine tune it and get it ready for the for this day right how, how hard was it to push that button i'm not gonna lie um my girlfriend helped me a lot too my girlfriend's damn near my manager my assistant if i and my best friend like if i gotta talk to somebody we both set a date she was like okay set a date right now because you're not gonna set another you're not gonna set a date if you keep you're gonna keep bullshitting basically um i was like okay march 25th march 25th and to be honest with you we had bought tickets to the Bahamas for the 23rd. I was supposed to be out of, out of country uh, yeah, when the album dropped. And um, I was going to do a little bit more promotion, but it just didn't work out that way. But I'm I'm glad it still dropped and we're still, uh, you know what I mean, doing doing numbers. But I like I said, my, my girlfriend helped me a lot. Just kind of once you say it and write it down on a board or where you can see it, it's, it's over with. You know what I mean? I'm sure you can relate. Like that's what yeah. people got to do. You got to set your mind. Because you're not coming off that date once you once you write it down. And I had a couple promotional aspects I wanted to get done, uh, yard signs, bench bench advertisements around Baton Rouge. I wanted to uh, just make sure I had everything in place before I started rolling. Before you press the button, 100. percent Yes, sir. Let's get to the next track. All the way, Joe Easy and Joe Scott. This is one of the Joe Scott features. You got two. Really, really dig this track, especially coming off the intro. It's like, all right, now we're setting the tempo. Now we're setting the template. We're getting into the to the to the nitty gritty, and we're we're getting into the album. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joe Scott and Joe Easy. I both uh both these guys are like crazy talented. I'm both of them have a crazy following too. Um, Joe Easy signed, I still believe, by uh Trill ENT with Webby as the chairman or whatever. He's got crazy numbers on Spotify. Got whole tapes with Webby. Um, so Joe Easy's been going crazy. I heard him on a feature when I was engineering for somebody. They got a feature with him, and it just stood out. I was like, whoa, who is this guy? Found out he was in Baton Rouge. I just had to reach out, and uh, we ended up developing a good relationship and got uh, 
Yeah, a couple uh, tracks in the vault. Joe Scott came through one day and just had to, you know, pitch a bunch of stuff to him. He ended up getting on uh, two tracks, this one and one with Adam Dollars. And, um, yeah, to this day, me and Joe Scott got a good relationship. He's he's super talented and keeps dropping shit in Baton Rouge. And, bro, the song with Adam Dollars, I th- and I think you do this very meticulously. Let me say this. And because this is n- – when I say what I'm about to say, it's not – a slight at any of the other production on here because it's all grade A. But there's certain songs that are standouts where I think you flex your like your production ability. And I think Anita Baker's one of those where it it has that classic hip hop soulful sample. And right. it's just it it just fe- it, it it feels good if you if you know what I'm saying. And then right. hearing dollars as bars on there and Joe Scott, this is one of my highlights of the album. Right. Yeah, I, I love that one. Adam Dollars is always a first-round draft pick in Baton Rouge, you know what I mean? If not the first, you know what I mean? From experience, he's one of my favorite rappers, uh, period. As far as, like you said, like hip-hop, classic sound, I don't think you could get much better than Adam Dollars. I got friends all the time. It's like, is that is that Jay-Z? Is that blah, blah, blah? You know what I mean? I'm sure you can relate. Um, and Joe Scott, that's just one of those songs that are easy, you know what I mean? I just played the beat. Adam one take one takes it no plugs no nothing for Adam, uh, yeah that's, that's just an easy one that was that one that came early on. Uh, just happy to have both of them on a track together. I think that's their first track together, if I'm not mistaken. Shoot, and that's a collab we should definitely hear in the future because they they did their thing. Like I, I really fucked with that track. The next track's hit my line, which is like one of the singles of the, of the album. And this is the one where you're on it. And I was surprised because uh, number one, I was surprised because I was like, oh, okay, is he going to be on more? And then when I didn't hear you on more, I was like, damn, why is he not on more? Cause this <laughs> is hard. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. That was, that was really my, um, that's really my debut on the, uh, I actually did some shit with Jose Xavier on li- I did a song called Liquor with Jose Xavier on one of his past projects, uh Fade Zero One, I believe. Yeah. Um, where I was singing the hook. That was really my debut. But this is my first time. This song just came up uh kind of spontaneously. I think me and Jazz Bandito were working in the studio. I ended up making the beat. I flipped the sample for um Dancing in the Moonlight, if you've ever heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing in the Moonlight. Yeah, that's if you ever listen to those back to back, it's pretty funny. And um yeah, just made the beat. Really liked the beat. And then me and Jazz Bandito were just chilling in the studio. And I came up with like kind of like a just a melody in my head. I was like, I really want to lay some shit down. And we just laid some shit down. It wasn't meant for anything. I wasn't like this is gonna be on the project. I'm gonna make a song. Because I never do that. I really never, never get on the mic like that, like I should. But I have some background, like I said, so I like to mess around. But uh, it just ended up coming. I came up with the hook and then told Jazz to, to write some shit. We didn't even write in the booth. I think we were in the living room or something like that, recording. And uh, it was just real natural. It was real fun. Ended it up showing some people. Way. And they were like, is this going on the project? You're going to put this on the project? I was like, shit, I guess I will. Hell yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad those people told you put that on because that's a hit. And I think, jumping ahead just a little bit, I think the combination of you, Jose Xavier, and Jazz Bandito is a great combo because you're here to get in Trojan. And yeah. I, just, I just love hearing when all three of you guys link up. Y'all make great, great music. Talk to me a little bit about, is that just the relationship you build with those yeah. guys over the time? Yeah, that's, um, 
you can tell because Jose and, and Jazz are on the project a couple times on two songs, like you said. Those are, um, yeah, really just like my friends, so that's easy to – we weren't in there making us, hey, guys, make a song for the project that better be fire. Like, we were literally just fucking around. We probably got four other songs like like that, but that's just easy shit, just like probably smoking, eating pizza, and fucking you know, lay down a verse, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, just being fun shit. 100%. And, hey, I, we got to talk about it because in Trojan, you talk your shit. Like, you talk <laughs> – Yo, shit, talk to me about it. Like, you came to BR, you set your sp- your ground. How important is that of you to get that known to the public? Yeah, I just, um, not to feel like people underestimate me, but I don't feel like a lot of people, uh, I guess I don't get a lot of recognition. I feel like I deserve, but I'm not, I'm never ever tripping about that. I just wanted to express that. I feel like on that track, um, I wanted to do like some DJ Khaled, DJ Holiday type <laughs> shit. I really wanted to get in that bag for a couple more songs like that too, obviously. But uh, I think I ended up di- doing it one time in the booth. I was like, said some shit, kind of mild, came out, and Jose and Jazz were like, "What are you doing, man? You got, you got to, you got to talk your shit. You got to be more, you got to be more <laughs> angry. You got to." You know, I did some mild shit. I was like, "Yeah, Jazz Bandito, Jose Xavier." They're like, "No, you got to, you got to talk your shit." I was like, "All right, fuck it." So that <laughs> it was just worked, me kind of talking my shit. Hell yeah, no, it fucking it worked, bro. That was that I was like, oh shit, it's about to go down. <laughs> and then when the song drops, like Tr- Jose did such a great job with that chorus and just the vibe of everything. Like, nah, that song really, really works. And I think it's just the the like you said, the drama Khaled aspect of you talking your shit and just getting right. into it. Like that was amazing. But not to not to to skip ahead just because I had to ask you because those two dudes right. were in the song later. But are we going to see more of you doing stuff like Hit My Line? Because I know you said some of your influence is Kanye, and I know Kanye had a period of just producing, and then he had his artist mode. Do you ever have aspirations of becoming an artist? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't say that I fully ever see myself like hook to verse, rapping or singing, but um, I do like attributing, being able to attribute something I feel like I'm good enough in some aspects to polish it off to to be able to do some more shit. Um, I mean, yeah, that'll always be in me. It's just a matter of inspiration and 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 get serious about it. At the same time, I hold a, a respect for. I see how hard some rappers, some singers come in here because I work. I mean, I own my own studio here in Baton Rouge. I perfect my craft as an engineer. I stick to engineering. I I have a lot of work to do as a producer, as a beat maker. I also don't want to uh, take away from that because I see how hard these rappers work and how hard they perfect their craft. Um, I never want to like, you know, what I mean, take 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 one craft away and have to yeah. struggle in another. But that that will always be there, and I'll never I'll never stop. You know, me trying shit. One hundred percent. Yeah, I want to see what 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 having you on a couple couple more hooks. Oh yeah, I'll definitely be on some for it. That that shit was fire. Then we get to hold hold out with uh, Jungle Music Larry. Talk to me about this one. This one was kind of the turn up one. This is (laughs) like now we're getting into now we're getting into like the 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 meat the meat and potatoes of the project. Right. Absolutely. You are. uh, Yeah. The second half of the project kind of has a. yeah, like a harder, a lot, a lot of the bigger, more bigger features on it. Um, Jungle Music, Larry, shit, Larry kills it every time he comes through. He came in for a couple tracks, and uh, this is just one beat I always had in mind for some shit that was hard, and it ended up working out. He ended up doing the hook and the verse, and we sat on it, uh, sat on I think he came back and did the second verse, and we fucked with it so much. Uh, 
Yeah, we gotta do some more shit. Honestly, we uh, I was hitting him up uh the other day, but yeah, Larry always does this shit. I I think he's got some shit dropping soon. Also, one hundred percent. And the next one is Law. This is with Baton Rouge legend Mr. Kane. This one is hard. You you even got Kane talking his shit at the end. I was like, I oh, can't. I I know he fucking with this one. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a period where I was doing a lot of work with Kane. I was over at his studio. I was traveling over there um, with Treble on the beat. That was before I really even knew who Treble was. Um, he did Sean Thang's uh, big song, Dumb Diddy. He did that new Rest in Peace Lil Fat off Young Boys Project. Um, so Treble's been going crazy. I want to pay some respect to him, but... Um, it was me, Kane, and a bunch of people just vibing in there, and I was playing beats for him over a period of a probably a week or two, and that was just one of the one of the songs he ended up getting on, and I just kind of, like I said, took that one in the vault. Um, shit, just kind of make it happen, and when it's time, just tell them, and hopefully they don't fucking have some other plans for it or some shit. But no, that yeah. shit worked out. Kane, Kane always killed that shit. Like you said, that's that's a legend, Baton Rouge. I got a lot of people. That's like they're one of their favorite rappers. You might know, their favorite rapper. So that's just a uh, a blessing. There was a couple other big legends I was supposed to get on from Baton Rouge that we still got songs and shit. Then I know I got some shit with Percy Keith dropping with DJ Kale, a collab uh, that was supposed to be on the album for real. The only production feature with Kale and uh, Percy Keith's got some got some plans for it. Got a video dropping for it and shit. So uh, we'll see that shit dropping soon too. Yeah. And, and low-key, bro, you've been working with a lot of big names. I've been seeing you. You grinded all 2019, and it's nice time to shine. Because low-key, didn't you work with one of Boosie's artists? Oh, hell yeah. JD, he's on the project, actually. Uh, JD Degati. Okay. Um, yeah, he's on I'm Cool with Joe Easy. Yeah, and that's the next one. He, uh, shit, JD Degati crazy, uh, transcending. It's funny. He's actually from Mobile, Alabama. I see him popping off on Boosie's shit. Got... 50,000 followers or some shit. I'm like, damn, I'm about to reach out to this dude. I think he's in Atlanta or Baton Rouge because he's signed by Boosie. He's telling me from uh, Mobile, Alabama. That's like 45 minutes from where I'm from. That's 251, Alabama. I'm like, well, shit, we got to link up. I ended up, shit, riding by, smoking a blunt with him, parking it in Mobile. Um, And that's just kind of like a, we got a good brotherhood going right now, me, him, and his manager. And uh, he introduced me to Boosie. Um, let me play some beats for Boosie and shit, you know, snap it up and shit. But uh, I, I got a lot of respect for him and Armin Degati uh, and the whole badass syndicate because he fucking introduced me to Boosie and he told me he was going to and brought me on set to a movie and all that other shit. So I got a lot of respect for all of them. Yeah, and that song y'all made, not only not only the song y'all made, but I'm cool. It shows that y'all got y'all got some y'all got some uh, some synergy going there. Hell yeah, that's um. And again, that's Joe Easy with Trillion T, which is Webby shit, and that's Badass Syndicate with Boosie shit. So that's like kind of uh, Boosie and Webby shit, kind of re rekindling. Yeah. You know I mean? coming on the swagger for president. Hell yeah! yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to. I don't think people realize that that much, but I'm hopefully that will turn into something. I did not, yo. When you just said that, I was like, yo, I can't like that's fire. I, I gotta give you props for that one. Now that is lit. Sure. And then the next one, Ov. I know I said Anita Baker was my shit, but you see this uh. OV shit? <laughs> when I heard this one, I was like, all right, nah. <laughs> okay, okay. I see what I see what time what time it is. We playing ball now. Nah, this is a this is a smash with Seven Street Carlos and Chris James. This hey, song man. is fucking amazing, and th- this will probably it. be the outro to this pod because like I love this fucking song. I appreciate. It. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Um, 
Yeah, I'm cool. And then the OG. switch, the yeah, yeah, the beat yeah, switch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was nuts. Yeah, I the second half of that with Chris James. That's one of my favorite songs on the project because having Chris James in here was a big influence because you know he does all NBA young young boys uh, engineering and some of his production and uh, shit he. All of this was done in my studio too. So like this was relationships built with people, blunt smoked, handshaked, you know what I mean, type shit. Um, yeah, we did that just just cool and did a couple tracks and that was a good relationship. We still got some shit. We might have a video coming to that soon. I really, I really fuck with that track. And 70 Street Carlos came through a couple tracks and we we got a ton of shit in the vault, me and him. Yeah, and he comes back on, on the track at bottom of the map. I want to ask you because this is something where some of the songs, and I, and I think this is the right time to ask it because this is where I think, again, you get into your, we see the hip-hop fan in you. Being that we're, because I think people our age who make music are in a weird time of, of are in a weird separation of hip-hop because the age and generation before us is Drake and Kendrick. That, that's the people we look to and then before that's the Wayne era so you have that type of making music and the people behind us is the young boys the, right. the all the littles and, and, and that era of music and that era of music does things at two minutes to no song's gonna be over three minutes right the older era you're getting five to six minute classics right. and I see throughout the, the the project you go from a balance of doing the two to three minute right. bangs but then you give Songs like OV, where it's like, nah, we in this bitch for five minutes, and five minutes of it is a whole smash. Like, how important was it, and how meticulous were you in terms of choosing time lengths in songs? Yeah, um, it's funny you mention that because I I had that in mind, but not not I wasn't concerned too much about it. I knew there were some um tracks that I wanted to kick. In. I knew I knew I wanted to do a lot of little breakdowns and uh and beat switches, at least two or three. There were some tracks that uh, I wanted to do more with. Um, maybe I was trying to get another feature for this and that, but uh, I ended up just being content. Like, well, fuck it, we're just gonna do fuck it. We're gonna do one, one verse, two minutes, two thirty. That's what it is. You know what I mean? People are gonna fuck yeah. it. They're gonna run it back. They're not. Um, the song would be fresh and some shit, but um, I, I had that in mind to be honest. But as long as everything wasn't a minute, a minute and a half, or I, I you're right. I did want a little balance, but uh, you know, I mean, just 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 kind of putting out what I got. Uh, I don't really know what to tell you. I I really didn't have too much thought about that, but I, I realized it in some songs. Yeah, you're right. But and I think in the songs where you get your shit off, you get you get your producer shit off. Like in that yeah. OV, she like it's like all right. Yeah, I gave y'all a couple two two fifty two two thirty something clips that y'all gonna run back, but. I'm gonna show y'all why I'm that dude, and then like th 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 this is one of those where you flex again. Like I said at the Nita Bake, you flex your uh creative muscles, and you show like I'm not just a beat maker; I'm an artist, and we're making music here. And that's right. that's that's one of those that, that that does that. That was a big thought, and I wanted to also add like um a big flex for mine was was engineering also because I wanted to mm. make that not uh. I didn't want to brag on it, but I wanted to make it clear for everybody that you can do this shit all yourself. None of this was done out of house. It was, like I said, every song recorded in my studio. And when I say my studio, I don't mean to discourage anybody. In my in my apartment studio, in my bedroom studio um, that I've converted, uh, you know, all recorded, all mixed, all mastered uh, here in-house. 
So it's no it's no mastering at a at a big studio afterwards or sending it off to anybody. I just want to let all the beat makers know that if you really want to be the best beat maker and producer, you need to learn how to be the best audio engineer because that's the only wall that's blocking you from getting a thousand tracks off instead of just sending your tracks off to people you fuck with. Yeah, man, that's so, like that's <laughs> something that we see like more more and more these kids need to get because it goes into that publishing hole. It goes in all that stuff of of just having m- multiple hands in your pot when you could just be the main main person controlling your pot and controlling like your music and, and your uh, brand. So I I definitely fuck with that. You get to you know it go Justin. This is you picking up the tempo again. It's like all right now we're gonna we gonna get hard again. Yeah, there's so many tracks on this. It feels like a fucking uh, tour we're going through. Let me see. Yeah, go Justin, my fucking dog. Um, he does a lot of work. He's he's kind of like uh, just been in the game, been doing this thing from as long as I can remember from when I got to Baton Rouge. Uh, still doing this shit. Um, I think he's got a big following, but hasn't even hit his biggest potential as far as music. And I just uh, wanted to get it on board early because I'm like a big fan of this dude. He's still young, uh, but I think he's got a, a lot of influence. I think he killed this whole track, too. This is like a classic kind of baton rouge sound yeah. uh track i wanted to get that a couple times i, I mentioned uh fredo's two-faced bang uh that was kind of a big modeling um i think my project had it don't quote me i think his project had 14 tracks i think mine has 14 tracks um he had a good blend of like songs that could go mainstream with shooters on the roof and like ooh um but he also had a lot of Baton Rouge tracks that he knew the streets were still going to fuck with and get behind them with. And I knew I wanted to do that a little bit with this project would not, not necessarily all go mainstream and over people's head, but still get that Louisiana Baton Rouge following. And and that's something that I love that you did. Cause like, like when I, like I said, when you get in your Anita back Baker OV bag, it's like, all right, I'm showing y'all I can make music. I'm, I can be, I'm a producer. This, this is more than just that. But then you have, these Baton Rouge grimy street sounding songs like the the joint with Mr. Kane, the Go Justin joint, the Jungle Music Larry. It's like, all right, I'm I'm showing y'all that it's BR. I'm I'm keeping it gutter, but at the right. same time, I still got the mainstream. That's why I say I think you had a great great mix of just different styles and different artists coming into the word the play the sandbox you created for them. Right, right. Yeah, I knew I wanted to pay homage to the place I'm at, and these artists I didn't want just like try to force any shit on them or turn them out. Like, I had a lot of people come in here. It's like, shit, play that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Play that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, fuck, <laughs> play it. You know what I mean? Fuck, yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I want, I want, I want to adapt to y'all also. You know what I mean? I know I'm not trying to turn anybody out or some shit. 100%. Then we get to the second seventh street, Carlos feature bottom of the map. This one was ill. Talk to me just about your relationship with seventh street, Carlos. Cause this is second joint on there. You you only have a couple of second second joiners on on here. Right, right. Uh, and I didn't want to do that unless it was worth it. I know me and Carlos had a lot of tracks in in the vault. We still have three or four that we're looking to drop as a little project. Just me and him that we got shot some videos for. Um, yeah, we just we got a good relationship. There was about two or three weeks that we were just working, working, bunch of new beats, beats on the spot, this and that. Um, this is one of my favorite tracks because it's still kind of that Baton Rouge, New Orleans sound. He's just kind of going off uh, on his Carlos shit. In the second half, he got a little beat switch. And, uh, yeah, that whole track, that's one of those five-minute joints right there. Yeah, that's, it that, is. That's definitely for Baton Rouge, for sure. 
100%. We talked about Trojan. Again, let me shout out to Jazz Bandito and Jose Xavier. I fuck with this. This <laughs> is hard, bro. Jose, you killed that chorus, dog. And then next, and it's funny because I met you at a Caleb Brown listening session at your house. And I, I love to see y'all get back together on this one. Make it bounce. This is a banger, bro. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. Um, like I said, I was going back and forth for some reason whether or not I should put that on the tra- uh, on on the album, but um, that bitch is so hard. That's one of my favorite just beats uh, that I've made. Just just beats alone, but uh, and that, that's one of my favorite verses by Jazz Bandito. Jazz fucking killed that bitch. Um, fucking hit my line and Trojan Jazz Bandito's verses are out this world to me. That my motherfucker. Uh, Oh yeah, no, he killed it. T- talk to me about make it bounce, cause that's you and Caleb, man. You, when y'all link, y- y'all make magic. Yeah, shit. Uh, that's one of those kind of down south sounds. He uh, it's kind of like a bounce record, shit. I could hear that playing in New Orleans or some shit. He flipped some old Webby lyrics, um, on on the hook or some shit. And uh, we haven't done some shit since then, actually, cause Caleb, you know, is busy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, shout out Caleb. Shout out Rostrum Records and shit, but. Um, yeah, Caleb always does this shit. His shit's all off the top, and he's always in his zone. He just dropped some shit, uh, moment, and uh, that's one of my favorite tracks right now. Yeah, no, I look like I said when you and Caleb come together, y'all make y'all make some fire, fire, fire. I tend to know. I I think you ended crazy with the going from Trojan to make it bounce to I tend to Nola. That's and then the outro. That couplet of four is a strong, strong couplet of four. Talk to me about I tend to Nola and Lincoln with one of the hottest artists in, in Louisiana would be fresh. Shit, yeah. Uh I look up to Be Fresh a lot. My homie Nar Music, Gavin Roussel, um, grew up down the street from him and he used to engineer a lot of his music like in in their basement, in his uh his room and shit like that. He did chandeliers, engineered chandeliers, he engineered uh Hugh Hefner and some of that early shit. And I remember listening and I was like, Man, who is this? I need to get this I need to get this dude on. He's like, Man, this is homie brian b fresh he, he lives right down the street from me so uh we ended up doing big bank last year featuring nino calvin that ended up being i think voted like top song in new orleans last year and that's one of my favorite tracks and it got me a feature with shit nino calvin um and you know he's part of rich gang and shit but yeah so then we did this track i actually sent him a different beat and uh ended up being used by somebody else and I just told him to send me the vocals back, and I ended up just making the whole beat around his vocals, a new beat, just in the same key and the same fucking BPM, basically. And that ended up being that. And he wanted it, I wanted it, and I was like, man, I'm just going to drop this. It ended up being three, four, five months, and everybody on his team asking to drop. They were trying to shoot a video and shit, and uh, I'm just glad we got that one out because I think that one's going uh, crazy on SoundCloud right now. Yeah. That song is nuts, and I absolutely love this track. This is, this is class. It's it's a fusion of New or- of his New Orleans sound with Br. Just it works so well as a Louisiana smash. And I wanted to ask because of the the way you said you made the beat, how hard is that to do compared to making it, then getting the vocals on it, then touching it up to kind of fit someone's vocals, and then compared to just getting a fresh set of vocals and making the beat around the vocals. Yeah, I would probably, um, if I'm working scratch with the artist, of course, I'd probably prefer them being in the studio. But I love just taking some vocals and, and making a different beat around it. Because if it's like the idea is already done and I can like create a vibe over the vibe that's already created, it 
it makes it a lot a lot easier because um i don't know that's just one instance i that was that was super easy easy for me because it kind of guides you in in a sense of where you want to go yeah 100 percent right. And then you close it out with the outro. Talk to me about the choice of this and just reason the way you close it out because it's it's a mix. It's not super super hard, but it's not super super smooth. It's just right. it's that right tone to be an outro. Yeah, yeah. Um, BZKKK, we got a good uh, relationship. Been working engineering a lot of his music recently. When I moved here, I just found out he had a huge following. Kind of even after we started working together, and um, I think he's one of the most underrated artists. BZKKK um in baton rouge because his numbers going crazy right now but uh he's got huge numbers in atlanta and everywhere else but baton rouge dude's about to take the fuck off cash mills is on the second verse i talking about underrated artists he's like actually the most sickest underrated artist like he don't have nearly the following he should have but dude if you just listen to him he's got kind of like that Juice World pain, Rod Wave type voice, but he's going crazy like a rock star on every song that he's doing. You need to look up Cash Mill. I think it's K A uh, dollar sign H M X L L Z. I need to tell him to change yeah. that shit because that dude's fucking hard. But uh, dude's going crazy on every song. You need to look him up. He's you're about to hear him a lot more with me too. No, look, man. A lot of these artists that I didn't know that that are on the project. Uh, and that I've heard before. I'm like, it, it just made me want to go check them out and then listen to more of your stuff. Like, it, it, this is a good project for both you and them because it for the people that are already on and the legends, it, it's like, all right, he got this these dudes on here. But for the people that aren't necessarily on yet and are, are pushing to that point, it's like, all right, now I get to experience you and, and your come up. So it it, it works right. out for all parties involved. And I'm definitely checking him out after this, after hearing this outro because this shit was a smash. Whole album was a smash, and uh, just tell the people where they can find it at on social media, and, and find uh, and, and where they can get the album. Yeah, just uh, it's gonna be up on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere free and paid. Uh, S W I G E R like Tiger, but Swiger for President. You can just look up Swiger or Swiger for President. I'm gonna pop up, and I'm gonna have all these dudes listed, featured. So I want y'all check out their shit too. See what kind of following, see what uh, you know, discography they got. That was my big thing with this. Like you were saying, I wanna um obviously put on the legends, but I want to pull up a couple people that uh, I think should be in the spotlight with these guys and could hold their own, uh, you know, what I mean, in a in in shit a battle or whatever it may be, you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yo, I gotta ask you because we before we get into our rapid fire questions, I don't know if you've been paying attention to all this producer B battle from the Swiss and Tim or the I really the, uh, haven't. Would you would you ever go into a beat battle with Hell another yes. like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for some fucking shit. No, uh, I'm really waiting for. Uh, I'm not trying to beef with anybody. No, I'm really uh, for, this uh, is what we want. <laughs> I want to set this up. The smoke. <laughs> I really want to. Uh, you should host. I really want to host a fucking um, like a public like beat battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe oh, not like be- producer, producer, but you know, judges, people. I might be a judge. I may be a contestant, but I want to fucking compete. You know what I mean? Hell, you know, we gonna we gonna talk because like we should definitely <laughs> like this shit is popping off. And if like you got the right sound, you could set a place off. Like nah, we gonna we gonna talk. We gonna talk because like once this <laughs> ends, that shit has oh, to. Yeah. Cause like I would love to see the different. Cause I know producers Nola laugh. I love to see the Louisiana producers just do a little beat battle and get more right. shine on Louisiana music. Cause there's a it, the bubble's gonna burst at some point because there's too much talent and for this 
for places like Atlanta and Florida as the state as a whole, more so Miami, these different places get these, they have, they're known as these hub centers for hip hop music. And I think Louisiana gets passed over because we're in the South. We're between Houston and we're between Miami and Atlanta. And I think the Louisiana bubbles, it's, it's, it's definitely about to burst. Yeah. Louisiana's crazy as far as culture tradition. I, I swear it's like, it's like nowhere else in the world. I'm not even saying in the U S like, Louisiana is crazy like nowhere else in the world as far as, as culture, food, music. Uh, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Baton Rouge, like the new Atlanta, I tell people all the time. No, 100%. And I ask this to a lot of uh, Baton Rouge artists, but being that you're a producer, you work with a lot of different artists. How how exciting is it for you to see not only that you can work with the Trillian T sound, the Boosie sound, but you see all these other new cats getting their own sound. And that's why I'm saying this bubble's about to burst because there's too much different talent around here and all of them sound different, but they all sound amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I love, I'm not even going to say I love, uh, I'm, I'm glad I can do the Baton Rouge, Louisiana sound, but that's obviously not my roots. I don't, I'm not even, I'm from Alabama. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like, like, uh, and a lot of these songs kind of uh, get my vibe. TZ Baby song is an introduction, but that that's kind of um, early. But the hit my line, the the I'm cool, the uh, the OV type shit. That's that's more my my sound. And I'm I'm thankful to be able to still resonate with these young dudes and kind of catch their vibe still and and realize my sound still somewhat on board with what they're doing. So I'm just happy to be able to kind of uh, you know work alongside with these dudes because whatever you say music's a young man's game and i'm 23 right now uh, i'm working with a lot of dudes right now in new orleans the uh guwab dash the uh people like that they're like 16 15 17 yeah. sometimes <laughs> but these dudes are like dope Kill as fuck shit. and they are the future that's like the, the little kodax type shit like like that's the future so i'm i'm really focused on this next generation I'm waiting on the next, um, you know, I mean, young boy, next Fredo, next fucking Wayne or some shit. Like, uh, I really think I got a chance to be able to resonate with these young artists and and this current generation around me and you, uh, and 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 really just elevate the whole sound, like you said. One hundred percent. Let's get to rapid fire. First rapid fire, I gotta ask you because of that, because of what you just said. Do you have ever any aspirations of having the Swagger label or, or your own label and 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 getting your own artist? Absolutely. I think I almost did. Oh, yes, sir. Hell yeah. All right. Next question we got. If you could go anywhere on vacation when Corona ends, where would you go? With no Corona, Paris. All right. Lid, lid, lid. City of love. I see you out here. That would be, be a good time. Hell yeah. All right. Girl. Because you, you live in Baton Rouge and you come from another part of the South, I got to ask you. We ask this to all people who are from Louisiana, but you, I, I consider you, you out here. Uh, what would you choose, crawfish or gumbo? Crawfish. Boudin or gumbo? Boudin. All day. Boudin or crawfish? Oh, crawfish all day. <laughs> I feel the same way, bro. Like, crawfish is my favorite. Like, 100%. I'm with you on that. I love some boudin, though, for real. Some good smoked boudin. Hell yeah. Okay. Favorite movie or TV show? Uh, Rapid Fire. Uh, Breaking Bad. Ooh, ah, 
solid, solid show. I'm almost finished with it. I'm Damn, I've, I've watched it like twice. You you just not watching it? Bro, I, look, look, let me be honest. I was so late to the party, like so, so late to the party. My girl hasn't seen it. I'm trying to convince her. It, it, and look, that's the thing. I was, everybody was hyped because I was big in Game of Thrones at the time. I've been, I was watching The Wire, like Supreme. Uh, I, like, I, like, I haven't I got, seen either of those. I got my shows where it's like, all right. And everybody was like, yeah, bring back and shit, bring back. I was like, nah, 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 bro. Y'all, y'all aren't watching Game of Thrones. Y'all not watching The Wire. Y'all not watching that shit. And it was, and I, they, I, I didn't buy into the hype until like, I was like, all right, now let me see what I'm, I'm going to check it out on my own time. And when I started watching, bro, that show is fucking amazing. No dude doesn't like Breaking Bad. It is a, it is absolutely <laughs> amazing, man. Like I love that fucking show. And low key for the first couple of seasons, my favorite character wasn't even Jesse or uh or uh Heisenberg. It was right. freaking Hank. <laughs> I love right. Hank. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, and then and then it changes, but it's like, yo, that great, great show. I'm 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 glad you shouted out that because that's that show's fucking amazing. Um, final question. This is what we ask to everyone. If you are the writer, producer, director, actor in the Swagger for the Swagger movie, how do you want that movie to end? Um, a lot of money, good family, and president. <laughs> Hell yeah. You, you really want to be president, huh? <laughs> Shit. That, that's, that's just the theme right now. I Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, 100%. Thank you so much, Swagger, for coming on the show, giving us this, giving us some of your time. We really, really appreciate it. Tell the people where they can find you out on social media, and again, you can tell them where they can get the album. Plug away, my friend. Yeah, man, I really appreciate y'all having me. Um, album, Swagger for President, S-W-I-G-E-R. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Swagger, S-W-I-G-E-R, underscore music, Swagger, underscore music. That's Instagram, Twitter, basically everything, SoundCloud. Just look up Swiger. There's not too many other ones. 100%. Y'all be sure, man. Like like I said, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. This is one of the best projects I've heard in 2020. Y'all be sure to go get that Swiger for president. And I'm not talking get it on SoundCloud. No, I'm telling y'all to go to go stream it. Go support these guys. Go support this local talent and, and, and help, help them earn some money in this corona time. Because, like, yeah. nah, bro, we got we to gotta support good music. And this is good music again. Go get that Swiger for president. Swiger, thank you for coming on the show. Let me throw it to Lyndon and Doom to finish out the rest of the pod. Want to thank Swagger for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. You guys be sure and go follow him on Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to go get that project, Swagger for President. One of the best projects I've heard this year in 2020. One of the best projects out of Louisiana. He really did a good job of fusing not only his sound, but BR sound and really bringing those artists into their into his world while making them still feel comfortable. Gotta say thank you to Swagger. Again, y'all be sure to follow Doom. He also has a new track out right now. He got a couple tracks out right now. Lil Doom SJE on SoundCloud. Super, super dope. But be sure to follow me at LinBWT. Follow the bros who think at bros who think. Be sure if you are an anime fan to check out the most recent episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. We really have a super special episode for you guys. Not only do me and Krista talk about the news, review the shows, talk about the Rohe to Rose finale. We have special guest Richard Epcar. He is the voice of Jigen from Lupin the Third, Batu from Ghost in the Shell, Joseph Joestar from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He's the voice of the Joker. He's the voice of Commissioner Gordon. He's also the voice, if you remember Tsunami, 
uh, from of Boba Bo 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 Bo, among many many others. We got a special story about the first time he met Monkey Punch, among so much other stuff. Also, be sure to check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge. We did our top ten Nickelodeon cartoons, and if you like that list, check out the episode from the week before. We did our top ten Cartoon Network cartoons. But other than that. That's all the time we have this week. Next week, we got a special episode because we have Schubert and Julian coming back on the pod because we have a cool little exercise we want to do. Doom will be back, as well as we have a returning host. I'm super excited for this. I know he's excited. I'm not going to say anymore. You'll see him next week. But next week's guest is Cobain from uh, the fellas, 45 and the fellas, uh, 45 entertainment, uh, shout out to old Spanish and miracle Hendrix, but yeah, we got Cobain coming on super excited to talk to him about everything they have going on with, uh, uh, the 45 entertainment and the fellas, man. Cause they put out a super, super dope project. Uh, don't make fun of us. And I'm, I want to get Cobain's side of everything. So I am hype on all of this. Yeah. 45 and the fellas, but be sure to check that out next week. But until then for doom for swagger, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great weekend. Be safe. Don't get out of the house. Stay in. Cause the more you guys stay in and the faster we just all quarantine the faster we'll get this over with and press everyone who's been affected by this and press everyone who is sick and just yeah press press go out to all of you but until next time have a great weekend be safe stay in the house and i'll talk to you next thursday Fill me up on five. I ain't stunned for the media. My life, real life, live. Yeah. Fuck a op. We won't run a hide. Let my nuts hang to the flow. Bitch up on my side. In my head, plotting up the minutes. Deadly when I'm quiet. Shitting on a nigga. Oh, I heard his pride. Hustler of the year. With my pride. Nigga, run up dumb. Two pieces with fries. Walk in here, them niggas know. We them guys. Around the
pussy to keep my girl white. But still I do my shit and keep my girl right. Oh yeah. Switch the whip. Why me when I slide? Why me flex on a little bitch? Who that boy too fire? We done turned up the gas station. Fill me up on fire. I ain't stunned for the media. My life, real life, live. Yeah. Fuck a op. We won't run a hide. Let my nuts hang to the flow. Bitch, I'm on my side. In my head, plotting up the minutes. Deadly when I'm quiet. Yeah. Uh, shitting on the 